Welcome everyone to the final installment of Suggestive Gaming's celebration of 25 years of Tomb Raider. In parts 1 and 2, fellow YouTuber Steve of War helped me break down the storylines of the original Tomb Raider series, as well as the first reboot franchise, so make sure you head over to the channel and watch those to get the full experience. This time, we're finishing up with Crystal Dynamics' most recent incarnation of Lara Croft's story, the so-called Survivor Trilogy, starting with 2013's aptly named Tomb Raider. Now, without further ado, this is what you need to know about the most recent Tomb Raider timeline. Our story begins once again with Lord Richard and Lady Amelia Croft, as well as their only child, Lara. While Lara was very close with her mother, a stay-at-home artist, throughout her childhood her father was often away focusing on his work as an archaeologist. His absence and obsession with his work led to his alienation from his family, as well as arguments with his wife. Tragedy befalls the Croft family when Amelia dies in a plane crash. This event causes Richard to seclude himself even deeper into his work, leading Lara to grow close to a treasure hunter named Conrad Roth, who often accompanied them on archaeological digs. On one occasion, Lara presented Roth with a jade trinket she uncovered, and he fashioned it into a necklace for her, which she wore nearly every day from then on. As the years went on, Richard Croft's reputation began to sour, as he started to make wild claims about the supernatural. One day at Croft Manor, Lara hears her father having an argument on the phone, and she checks on him in his office. He promises that one day she'll understand his work, but she pleads with him to abandon his work and instead be her father again. She later hears the argument in his office grow louder before a gunshot rings out. Lara rushes back into his office to find her father's lifeless body slumped over his desk, with a pistol in his hand. Now orphaned, Lara is placed into the care of Conrad Roth, who takes her under his wing. When Lara reaches adulthood, she goes off on her own to attend the University College London, where she meets a photographer and filmmaker named Samantha Nishimura, and the two quickly become best friends. In 2013, TV host James Whitman approaches Conrad Roth to commission his research ship, The Endurance, for his show, Whitman's World, to search for the lost kingdom of Yamatai. Roth introduces Whitman to some of his crew, helmsman Angus Grimaldi, or Grimm for short, deckhand Lara Croft, and mechanic Jocelyn Reyes. Whitman also meets Sam Nishimura, who is there keeping Lara company. Later, Whitman gets word that funding for his show has been pulled, and due to his struggling finances from a messy divorce, he decides to sell some artifacts on loan from the British Museum to a crime syndicate to keep the show afloat for the Yamatai voyage. The deal goes sour, however, but Jonah Mayavia, the Endurance's cook, arrives to take out the crime boss and save Whitman. The pair return to the Endurance, and Whitman explains his lack of funding, and Lara volunteers to work as his researcher for free. Shortly after, Alex Weiss, a hacker, arrives at the Endurance, looking for a safe haven after being caught committing some kind of cyber crimes. They bring him on to help with the Yamatai project, and he offers hacked funds to fund it. However, this doesn't last, as his program is quickly discovered and his profits go unclaimed. With nowhere else to turn, Lara calls Sam to ask if her wealthy uncle could invest in the project. She arrives the next day with a briefcase and opens it to reveal her camera. She explains that her uncle will fund the project on the condition that she can act as the camera woman. The crew then sets sail, and Lara's research leads her to the Dragon's Triangle south of Japan, and Roth trusts her judgment, setting course to the area. However, during the journey, the ship gets caught in a storm, 
The current causes the ship's hull to break in two, allowing water to enter. Lara nearly drowns but is rescued by Jonah just in time. She sees Roth on the other side and jumps to him, but the pair are unable to maintain a grip and she falls into the waters below. Lara washes up on a nearby island and yells out for her nearby crewmates. Before she can get their attention, however, she is knocked out and captured by an unknown assailant. Later, she awakens strung up inside of a cave. She is able to use a nearby open flame to free herself of her captivity, but injures herself in the fall. Lara attempts to escape the cave, but is pursued by her captor. During her escape, the man is killed in a cave-in as Lara scrambles out to escape just before the entrance is closed off. She emerges to a cliffside overlooking the shore where she sees the remains of several ships and airplane wreckages. She heads off to look for her crewmates, finding their supplies, including a two-way radio and Sam's camera, before being forced to make camp for the night. Lara watches the footage of her charting the course to the Dragon's Triangle and turns off the camera, feeling guilty for leading the Endurance to its eventual doom. Lara awakens the next day and luckily finds a bow that she can use to hunt for food. When she returns to camp to cook it, she hears a transmission from Roth on her radio. She responds to him and apologizes, but he tells her she's strong enough to do this and asks her to meet him at his location. Continuing on, Lara begins to hear voices and is excited to learn that they're from Sam. She's delighted to see her friend again, but is confused to find her with a man who introduces himself as a fellow survivor named Matthias. Sam then tells them the story of the Sun Queen Himiko, who ruled over Japan with the help of her shamanistic powers and her shadow army called the Storm Guard. Lara falls asleep during the tale and she awakens to find both Sam and Matthias are now missing. Lara wanders off to look for them, getting caught in a bear trap and forced to fend off a pack of wolves. As she attempts to open the trap, she is discovered by Rays, and the rest of the Endurance crew, except for Roth, arrive to help her out of the trap. The crew decide to split up, with Lara and Whitman heading to Roth and the rest of the crew searching for Sam and Matthias. On their way, Lara and Whitman find paintings and statues showing the islanders worshipping Himiko, and Whitman connects her supposed powers to the kingdom of Yamatai, believing that Lara was right and they have finally found it. Suddenly, they are ambushed by locals, and Whitman, despite being the only one with a gun, quickly surrenders and hands over his weapon. Lara is then taken to a group of fellow captured Endurance shipmates, and when one attempts to escape, he is shot by one of the islanders, who belong to a group called the Solari Brotherhood, and the other captives flee in the commotion. The captors go off to round them up, giving Lara an opportunity to sneak away and hide. She is soon discovered by the Solari with Whitman's gun, but is able to wrestle it away from him before shooting him in the head, collapsing afterwards from the pain and disgust of killing another human. Lara retrieves her bow and sets off now knowing that she must do whatever it takes to save her fellow survivors. Lara then fights her way up a nearby mountain, speaking to Roth on her way. She eventually finds him, fighting off his own pack of wolves but with his leg badly injured. Lara rushes over and bandages his leg, but he is unable to nurse it properly without supplies from his pack, which had been taken away by the wolves. Lara tracks the wolves down and retrieves Roth's supplies and fights off a wolf before returning to Roth to treat his wounds with the medicine. Afterwards, Roth tasks Lara with taking his radio up to a nearby communications tower to broadcast an SOS message for rescue. Lara then takes Roth's climbing axe and heads further up the mountain. Lara finds another camp and watches more footage from Sam's camera, including evidence of a romantic relationship between Rays and Roth, as well as Lara's own heart-to-heart conversation with Roth about how her father would be proud of her. Lara then fights her way through more Solari before finding the communications room. Unfortunately, she finds it to be unoperational. 
She calls Alex, who tells her that she must climb to the tower's top to manually patch into its maintenance panel. Lara climbs to the very top of the decrepit tower and patches into the radio, using it to then send out an SOS about the Endurance's shipwreck. She receives an immediate response from an aircraft that had been searching for the ship's distress signal, then descends to blow up a nearby oil tanker to give the plane a visual marker of her location. Lara then watches as the rescue plane rounds the mountain towards her position, but suddenly Lara hears the phrase, No one leaves in Japanese, and another massive storm rolls in. Lightning immediately strikes the plane's engine, causing it to come crashing down right towards her. She is then forced to run from the wreckage of the plane, which follows her down a nearby hill. She then spots the pilot parachuting to the island and rushes off to his landing spot to protect him from the island's inhabitants. Lara finds the pilot but is unfortunately too late and can only watch as he is killed by a Solari. Lara defeats the man and returns to Roth, and she tells him about the storm causing the plane to crash. Lara picks up a transmission from the plane's co-pilot, and feeling responsible for having called them there, she heads off to rescue him, despite Roth's insistence to join him in finding the rest of the crew instead. On her way, Lara receives a call from Alex, who tracked Sam to an old Japanese palace. Lara then finds a monastery where she sees the co-pilot bleeding on the ground. She is then ambushed by the Solari, led by none other than Matthias, now donned in some kind of ceremonial garb. He orders the nearby men to kill Lara, but as soon as one of them knocks her out, they are forced to retreat as they are attacked by something called the Oni, which she briefly sees before passing out. When Lara awakens, she once again finds herself strung up beside several dead bodies. She makes her way through the monastery, witnessing a massive humanoid creature dressed in feudal Japanese armor before making her way out and finding a tomb containing Himiko. Lara examines the tomb and learns of a fire ritual of sacrifice as well as a water ritual of rebirth, which she determines to be the way that the Sun Queen's successor is crowned. Lara is then ambushed by the Solari and fights her way through them before the Oni arrives once more. Lara escapes as the building collapses and falls into a small cave where she finds a spot to rest. Whilst there, she receives a call from a distressed Sam, who tells her that she was kidnapped and taken to the palace, where her guards are talking about a fire ritual. The transmission then cuts off, and Lara makes her way to the palace to rescue Sam. On her way, Lara comes across a river, which she tries to cross. However, the current proves too strong, and it sweeps her away. She lands in the wreckage of an old plane, but the window begins to crack beneath her weight. At the last moment, she is able to grab a nearby parachute, which she is able to deploy before frantically avoiding the trees below. As the parachute begins to break, she slams into a tree, knocking her to the ground hard, forcing her to search a nearby shantytown for first aid. In the distance, Lara sees a downed helicopter and heads there to search it for supplies. She fights off the Solari on her way and reaches the helicopter, unfortunately finding that its supplies are already raided. Luckily, she does find a lighter and uses its flame to heat an arrowhead, which she then uses to cauterize her wounds. Lara fights the Solari in the shantytown, but finds Grimm, who informs her that he and the others were captured, but he was able to break free. She attempts to make her way to him so they can rescue the rest of the crew, but he is captured by the Solari and held hostage. Lara goes to surrender, but Grimm breaks free, taking out two of his captors, but falls off the edge of the platform he was standing on with the third, killing them both. Lara is soon cornered by two more Solari, but a nearby Roth takes them out with a sniper rifle just before they can kill her. Lara informs Roth of Grimm's death, and he tells her to make it count before providing cover fire while she crosses a bridge. On her way, Roth receives a transmission about a rescue helicopter on its way, and with his help, Lara eventually reaches the end of the collapsing bridge. She finds the entrance to a cave and enters it, hoping to find the palace on the other side. 
Luckily, inside the cave, she discovers Matthias holding a sermon before the Solari. He states that they are about to commence with a ritual of flames, and Lara spots Sam tied to a pyre nearby. Lara shoots the man who is about to ignite the flame, and she is quickly rushed and beaten by two Solari, who take her weapons and bring her before their leader. Despite Lara's pleas, Matthias ignites the pyre, asking Himiko to speak to them through the flame before a massive wind blows, extinguishing the fire, leading Matthias to believe that they have finally found the one. No, not that one. Sam is taken away and Lara is sent to be killed. However, she is once again able to escape her captors and take back her bow before jumping into a river of blood below her. Lara traverses through the blood and fights through several more Solari before finding Rays, Alex, and Jonah inside a cage. Lara creates several explosions which blast the cage open, allowing the trio of prisoners to escape via a nearby exit. With the caverns now aflame, Lara instructs them to head to safety whilst she stays to find and rescue Sam. As Lara continues on, she finds Matthias's workshop, where she sees no one leaves scribbled on the wall, which she immediately recognizes as the phrase she heard before the rescue aircraft crashed earlier. Shortly after, Lara finds Whitman wandering around the place. Whitman is surprised to see Lara alive, and explains that the Solari had stopped seeing him as a threat and let him move freely. Whitman shows Lara where Sam is being held, but expresses the anthropological value of the Solari. Lara, visibly upset by Whitman's current priorities, heads into the chamber to rescue Sam, whilst Whitman offers to stay outside as a lookout. Inside, Lara finds Matthias speaking with Sam. Lara eavesdrops to hear Matthias explain that Sam is the chosen one to take the place of the Sun Queen, but she refuses his honor and asks them to let her leave. Matthias explains that he's tried to leave the island himself for years, but seeing that ships and planes can't leave, he sees the return of the Sun Queen as their only chance of freedom. A guard arrives and informs Matthias of Lara's escape, and heads off to locate her, leaving one man to guard Sam. Lara quickly disposes of the guard and takes her weapons from him before leaving the chamber with Sam. Outside, she finds Whitman missing, but quickly discovers him being held by Matthias. Lara and Sam are split up when the ceiling collapses, blocking Lara's path, and she's forced to find another way out. After a massive battle with many heavily armed Solari, Lara finds Sam on the other side of a wooden gate. Lara tells Sam to go on without her, but warns her not to get on the rescue helicopter with Roth, knowing that the island's enchantment won't let them leave. Eventually, Lara reaches the top of the burning palace, and the helicopter arrives next to her with Roth inside. Lara is forced to jump to the helicopter, and she attempts to reason with the pilot to land instead of actually taking off and leaving, but he refuses, causing Lara to hold him at gunpoint to force him. Her efforts are in vain, however, as lightning strikes the helicopter and it crashes to the ground below. In the wreckage, Roth finds Lara unresponsive and not breathing. He performs CPR and she awakens with a deep breath, just before he pulls her to safety as the helicopter explodes. The Solari then attack and Roth fends them off with a pistol. He soon runs out of ammo for it, however, just as Matthias arrives and throws a tomahawk at him. Knowing he has no choice, Roth sacrifices himself by turning his body to shield Lara from the attack. The tomahawk lands squarely in his back, but he is able to use the last of his strength to pull out his other pistol to fire at the remaining Solari grunts, causing Matthias to flee. Lara then begs Roth not to leave her alone, as she knows she can't finish this journey without her mentor. He simply apologizes before telling her she can do it, since she is a croft. He then leaves her his dual pistols before passing away in her arms, and Crystal have yet to actually make her use them. Alex, Sam, Jonah, and a very visibly upset Rays then rejoin Lara, and the crew give their former captain a funeral pyre to send him out like the warrior that he was. 
Grace then states that she'll return to the beach to fix one of the boats so that they can leave, but Lara explains that some kind of power won't let them leave. Ray's thinking Lara is delusional storms off to do it anyway, but Alex and Jonah agree that something beyond logic is going on with the island. Lara then states that she wants some alone time with Roth, and the rest of the crew return to the beach. Sam offers her condolences to her friend, and Lara hands her one of Roth's pistols for her protection. Whilst alone, Lara examines the map that she took from Matthias' room and determines that she needs to use the boat Raze's repairing to follow the river inland to find a hidden entrance to the palace's ritual chamber to hopefully find a way to stop the storms. Lara makes her way to the beach and finds the crew, but she notices that Alex is missing. Jonah informs her that he returned to the wreckage of the Endurance to search for tools for Raze to fix the boat on the beach. Soon after, they hear shots ring out and Whitman runs up, firing at unseen pursuers. Strangely, nobody follows him, and he surmises that his gunfire must have scared them off. Lara suspiciously wonders if he is leading the Solari to them, like he did at the palace. Whitman proclaims his innocence, and Lara decides to go check on Alex inside the Endurance. When Lara reaches the ship, she discovers it to be overrun by the Solari looking to scavenge it. She fights through them and enters the ship, stopping inside her own cabin on the way. She takes a photo of herself and Sam at their college graduation then glances at herself in the mirror, now seeing a different woman than the last time she saw herself before the ship sank. Lara fights through more Solari and finds Alex in the engine room, trapped under debris. Lara takes Ray's tools from him, but the Solari soon arrive and overrun them. Alex tells Lara he's not going to make it and tells her to leave him to make sure the tools get back to Ray so the rest of the crew can survive. Lara reluctantly listens to his wishes and gives him a kiss goodbye on the cheek before escaping with the tools, leaving him to shoot a nearby exposed gas line, killing the attacking Solari as well as himself in the blast. This triggers more explosions on the ship as Lara is once again forced to escape the Endurance. As she leaves, she promises herself that she won't let anyone else from the crew die and she makes her way back to the beach. On her way, Lara discovers a scientist journal detailing an excavation to ancient ruins at a nearby base where they thought they would find the means to control the storms. Lara returns to the group on the beach and reiterates that they can't use the boat until she figures out how to stop the storms. Sam states that Matthias believes awakening the Sun Queen will do it, but Lara decides to check the base she read about in the journal to see if it holds any water. In the ruins beneath the base, Lara finds the rotted corpse of one of Queen Himiko's Stormguard samurai impaled by its own blade. Lara opens the hilt and finds a scroll inside, containing his last words. In the message, the samurai expresses his regret to Himiko that their attempt at the ritual to transfer her soul to the Chosen successor had failed when the Chosen ended her own life, leaving Himiko's soul trapped inside her own decaying body. Lara determines that if she destroys the body in the ritual chamber, they'll be able to stop the storms. Lara survives another Solari ambush and escapes the ruins to return to the beach. There she finds the survivors under attack, but helps protect them. Lara meets with Raze and Jonah, who inform her that Whitman and Sam are missing. Lara determines that Whitman has taken Sam back to Matthias. Lara then convinces Raze to help her take the now-repaired boat to the ritual chamber to destroy the body and rescue Sam. Lara heads to the cave surrounding the monastery alone and leaves Jonah and Raze outside to protect the boat. Inside, she sees Matthias leading Sam and Whitman to the entrance to the monastery, and there the trio come across the Oni, now revealed to be the similarly cursed souls of the Queen Stormguard. The Stormguard samurai kill Whitman, but this distraction allows Matthias to take Sam, referring to her as the new queen as a large gust of wind destroys the bridge behind them. 
Lara is then forced to find another way inside to chase Matthias and Sam, and after fighting through her now more powerful foes, the Stormguard, she finds a room detailing the Queen's history of transferring her soul to new vessels, confirming that Matthias intends to offer Sam up as a vessel for Himiko. Lara catches up to Matthias holding Sam hostage on a bridge. She tries to reason with Matthias that awakening Himiko will be a dangerous endeavor, as the Queen's rage over her imprisonment will quickly turn to vengeance, but his desire to be free of the island blinds him, and he runs off with Sam. Lara follows and finds Matthias on the roof of the monastery, commencing the ritual. Himiko's body seemingly awakens and begins to transfer its trapped soul into Sam's body. Lara fights her way through both sides of opposition, Stormguard and Solari, to finally reach Matthias. The two fight, and Lara notices that he's holding Roth's pistol that she gave to Sam. Lara grabs the pistol and fires both of her former mentor's firearms at the man, finally killing him before he falls into the abyss below. Lara then rushes over to Himiko's body and plants a burning torch inside, destroying it and stopping the ritual. Lara approaches Sam and discovers that she's alive. The pair then look up to find the clouds parting, and as the sun shines down on the island once again, they return to the boat with Jonah and Rays. Finally safe from the storm, the four then head out on the repaired boat as Lara reflects on her past and future. She then begins to understand what drove her father, and decides to move forward with finding and understanding what he was searching for. Later, the boat is discovered by a nearby freighter, and the team is rescued. One of the crewmen speaks to Lara and tells her they'll be home soon, but she knows now that she can never truly go home again. Nearly a month after their return from Yamatai, Lara and her fellow survivors are plagued with nightmares of the island. Lara receives word from a hospital that Sam, now her roommate once again, has been admitted after suffering an overdose, apparently as an attempted suicide as a result of the trauma from the island. Lara goes to the hospital to be with Sam, and stays with her unconscious friend until she is forced to return home. There she suspects that Sam had believed Himiko had been somewhat successful in transferring her spirit into her body, and had tried to kill herself much like the chosen vessel before her did. Lara does some research to learn about someone called Ares, who belonged to a society called the 10,000 Immortals, who have some kind of knowledge of spiritual transference. Besides this, she doesn't find much to go on and returns to Sam at the hospital. Sam, now awake, doesn't recognize Lara or her own name. Lara leaves her to speak with the doctor, who expresses his confusion over Sam's real name, as the patient continually refers to herself as a different name, Himiko. Lara returns home, determined to save Sam from the Sun Queen spirit. She does more research, finding reference to the mythical Golden Fleece and its healing properties. She elects to call her father's old dear friend, Professor H. Cahalane, to get his opinion. The next week, Lara heads to meet with Cahalane, but notices she is being followed on the way. She snaps a photo of him, but ends up losing him before meeting with the professor at his hotel's restaurant. Cahalane believes the story of the Golden Fleece is simply a story, but offers up the name of a college professor in Oxford, Professor St. John Babington, who may be able to give her insight about the origin of the legend. With Sam moved to the psychiatric ward of the hospital, Lara travels to Oxford. Lara once again notices that she's being watched and snaps a picture of the man. She finds a group of students on her train who she tags along with for the remainder of the journey. After arriving at Oxford, Lara invites one of the students, Willow, for tea. Later, Lara meets with Babington in his study, who informs her that the tale of the Golden Fleece comes from the ancient method of mini-gold used in the region of Colchis, involving laying fleeces in the stream beds. 
Lara stays for a few days to attend Babington's lectures, eventually meeting a student in the class named Kernard Montes, who is also researching Colchis and offers to share his research on the Golden Fleece with her. Lara spends some time with Willow and the group of students again before meeting with Kennard at the college bar. There, Kennard tells Lara of all the references he's found in the modern era of the Golden Fleece. He informs her of a man named Herodotus Menelau in Paris who once claimed to own a piece of it, and Lara books her trip. On her way to Paris, Lara notices more people seemingly following her. Lara tries to shake them, but is eventually cornered and kidnapped in broad daylight and taken to a room where she is questioned by an elderly man who introduces himself as Ares. Ares asks Lara what she knows about the Golden Fleece, and Lara lies about her trail running cold before Ares has his men, part of the 10,000 Immortals secret society, carry her away. Unbeknownst to Lara, Ares allows her to escape, and when she leaves, Ares' henchmen follow her. Lara is able to shake her pursuers, grabbing some photos one of them drops in the process, and eventually reaches a hotel safely. There, she crawls through the internet looking for information on the 10,000 Immortals. She links them to companies all over the world, one of which dates back hundreds of years. After more digging, she finds that Ares appears in old archival photos from the American Civil War in 1863, South Africa in 1880, and Hungary in 1940, seemingly never aging. Lara finally meets with Menelau, who tells her that the 10,000 Immortals visited him months ago looking for the Golden Fleece as well. She tells him of her exploits in Yamatai before he presents a box, opening it to reveal a piece of the Golden Fleece, and he gives it to her in exchange for her story. Unfortunately, the 10,000 Immortals arrive and shoot Menelau, killing him and forcing Lara to run once more. Lara escapes to the airport, where she sees a message from Kennard offering her to join him to check on an archaeological dig site in Anafi, where he suspects there may be a piece of the fleece. When the pair go onto the research boat, two nearby men, Mr. Frink and Mr. Peasley, take photographs of her and run facial recognition to learn her identity. Frink calls his boss, movie star Christiane Fife, who orders them to retrieve her, The pair wait until Lara is left alone before pulling her into their car. They take Lara to meet with Fife. Fife, suffering from Huntington's disease, is also looking to use the healing powers of the Golden Fleece. Fife threatens Lara to work for him to find the Golden Fleece, or else he'll sick his thugs on her. Lara humors him and plays the part, agreeing to help him. However, she escapes his villa during the night into the caves below the house. Lara, now being chased by Mr. Frink, finds her way into the water, where she fights Frink and eventually holds his head underwater, leaving him once he passes out from the lack of oxygen. Lara finds her way back to Anafi and meets with a local who helps her way back to the research ship where she fills Kennard in on the day's events. However, it turns out Lara jumped out of the frying pan and into the fire, as men suspected to be the 10,000 immortals attack the ship on jet skis. Kennard shoots them with a flag gun, knocking one of them into the water and causing the other to turn around and flee. Lara returns to the hotel and grabs her belongings, but when she leaves, she finds Christian Fife's bodyguards following her. She hides amongst a group of tourists to return to Kennard and the pair boards his dinghy. They return to the research vessel where Lara sees a man she recognizes, but can't pinpoint where from. Later, she scrolls through her photos and realizes the man was the one that was following her before her meeting with Professor Cahalane. Suddenly, Lara begins to cast suspicion on Kennard and questions the legitimacy of the Anafi dig operation. She sneaks into the warehouse to read the logbook and finds that the ship had been in Anafi far shorter than Kennard had told her. She marks the coordinates of the ship's previous locations. However, more men on jet skis arrive and board the ship and start attacking the crew. 
Lara escapes alone to the dinghy and drives it away from the boat to return to the shore. Lara gets the locals' help once again to learn where the coordinates point to. On her way to the airport, Lara examines the photos that fell from the 10,000 Immortals thug's pocket and recognizes a golden ram statue from Professor Babington's office in Oxford, and she surmises it to be made from the gold collected from the Golden Fleece. Lara takes the battery out of her phone, fearing that's how she's been followed so easily thus far, and arrives at the airport to buy a one-way ticket back to her home in London. At the airport, however, Lara is followed once again, but airport security intervenes this time. They interview her and take the fleece to inspect it, but later return and hand her back her belongings and allow her to fly back to London. Lara returns to Oxford and returns to Babington's study. However, as she begins to speak with him, Mr. Peasley and Mr. Frink bust in, brandishing pistols. They demand Lara to tell them what she's found out about the Golden Fleece, but they're interrupted by the door bursting open once more, this time with the 10,000 Immortal goons firing their weapons. The 10,000 Immortals shoot Peasley and Frink and Babington and grab the Golden Ram before another unknown group arrives and opens fire on them. The 10,000 Immortals crew leave, giving Lara a moment to catch her bearings. Luckily, they hadn't discovered Lara's piece of the Golden Fleece, but she determines she must follow them to retrieve the Golden Ram to unlock its true healing power to save Sam. Before she can do anything, however, she is suddenly attacked by Frink, who survived his gunshot. The pair fight hand-to-hand, but Lara is able to grab Peasley's gun to shoot and kill Mr. Frink. Lara holds onto the pistol and heads out onto the campus. Soon, she comes across none other than Kennard Montez, leading the group of the 10,000 Immortals, which he refers to as a member of an organization called Trinity. Lara makes her way through the battle, looking for the Immortal that took the Golden Ram. She eventually finds Ares instead, in the senior common room with the Golden Ram. Ares thanks her for leading him to the Golden Fleece, accepting it as payment for wasting Himiko's power at Yamatai. He then holds Lara at gunpoint, but Kennard suddenly arrives with his own weapon and he shoots the leader of the 10,000 Immortals. In the commotion, Lara grabs the ram and runs out the room. She flees from pursuing Immortals, but ends up dropping Menelao's piece of the fleece, which is retrieved by an Immortal. Ares survives the shot to his shoulder, but Kennard fights off his protection and chases him. Ares eventually finds Lara, and as he prepares to kill her for the Golden Ram, a gunshot rings out, but instead pierces Ares, killing him. Kennard, firing from the roof, then runs after Lara to retrieve the Golden Ram. He eventually finds and confronts Lara, and the pair hold each other at a standoff. Kennard tells her to hand over the statuette, and she reluctantly complies. Kennard reveals he wanted Trinity to recruit Lara instead of use her, but was denied. A fact she shrugs off since she knows she would never join an organization that devious. He then reveals that he retrieved the box with the piece of the Golden Fleece before shooting Lara to tie up loose ends. Kennard then takes Lara's gun and her holster, leaving her alive but unconscious for the police to find and assume that she was just collateral damage. Kennard then leaves the area to meet with his fellow Trinity members. Lara awakens and wonders why Kennard didn't shoot to kill before she is found by a paramedic who looks over her and helps her leave, retrieving her rucksack on the way. Lara finds Willow and her friends, and they look after her for the night while she is still concussed. She inspects her pocket and finds a piece of gold that had fallen out of the tin with a golden fleece, and she decides to take that back as a lucky charm for Sam. Lara retraces her steps from the battle and realizes she had been shot, but her proximity to the golden fleece gave her great healing power. A few days later, Lara bids farewell to her new friends and heads home. She meets with Sam, who has been feeling better as of late, not hearing Himiko in her head anymore. Lara gives her the piece of Colchis gold, 
and sits down to fill her in on her latest adventure. We'll be back after a quick break. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Oh dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. Weeks later, Lara receives a frantic call from Jonah to come meet him at Devil's Rest, and when she arrives at his RV, he holds her at gunpoint, initially believing her to be an imposter. He tells Lara of something called the Four Guardians, coming to kill them for taking some gold relics from the island, and she tries to wrestle the gun away from him. Meanwhile, outside, a massive storm rolls in, covering the landscape in a giant body of water. Jonah seems to snap out of his frenzy and hugs Lara before giving her a life jacket and sending her off to escape the waters. The RV then explodes and the sun comes back out as the storm stops. Lara honors her promise to not let any more of her endurance crewmates die and dives underwater, finding Jonah still alive, clutching a box, and she pulls him to the surface. As she escapes the water with Jonah, she is held at gunpoint again by her driver, Ray, who had overheard Jonah mention the stolen gold. He demands Jonah's box, but Jonah awakens and grabs Ray's legs, giving Lara a chance to attack him with her climbing axe, causing him to fall into the waters below. Lara leaves Jonah and takes his box to Trinity College in Dublin, Ireland to meet with Professor H. Kaelane who inspects the golden relic along with the other piece in the box, which he determines to be an instrument of revenge. Just then, Lara receives a call from Jocelyn Reyes, who also claims that they are all in danger, and has Lara meet her immediately. The pair meet at a bar, and Reyes shows her the relic she took, admitting that they each stole a gold piece from a treasure trove on the island, but since they've gotten back, it appears some mystical force followed them along with it. Reyes mentions four total pieces, which confuses Lara, who wonders where the fourth piece came from. To Lara's disbelief, Reyes claims that it was Lara's idea to take the gold, and she had also taken one, although she has no recollection of doing so. Elsewhere, a woman in an unknown location is given a brown suit and is tasked with remaking herself and reclaiming what belongs to her by her father. Shortly after, a man named Matsu joins them, revealing he had been following Reyes for some time after their return. Matsu, who works for another organization that serves the Sun Queen, informs them that the four golden pieces are part of a house that belongs to a demon who will enslave the world if they don't return them to the island. He then reveals that they have Jocelyn's daughter, Alicia, hostage, but will release her if they comply with returning the pieces. Meanwhile, Professor Kaelane is studying the guardian relic from Jonah's box in his study when he is attacked by a figure resembling the very same relic. The Guardian kills Kaelane and takes the relic from him. Back at the bar, Lara admits that even if she has a gold piece, she doesn't know where it is, frustrating Matsu who orders his men to kill Alicia. Suddenly, an unknown figure shoots the man holding Joslyn, and Lara uses the distraction to smash a glass over Matsu's head before escaping the restaurant with Joslyn and her daughter. While they're being chased, 
Lara calls Sam, but gets her voicemail. Sam, just arriving home, finds their apartment ransacked and is then kidnapped by two figures resembling the Guardians. Jocelyn and Alicia split up from Lara, and she runs off alone, taking out several of her pursuers before she is trapped by one, where she learns that the Solari worshippers have taken Sam. Luckily, she is rescued by Jocelyn, who knocks out their attacker. The three of them then hail a cab, and Lara calls Jonah, who had been admitted to a hospital after his delusionary episode, and she fills him in on everything, and he checks out immediately. Lara and the two Reyes then travel to the university to speak with Kaylane, but there they find a crime scene instead, and learn of the professor's murder. Elsewhere, Sam is approached by an arriving Matsu, who refers to her as his queen. He promises that they have a plan for rebirth, but Sam laughs it off, threatening that Lara will come to kill them all, just like the Solari Brotherhood before them. Lara returns to her flat and checks her most frequent hiding spot. There, she finds a gold piece, but doesn't remember taking it or putting it there. Lara and Reyes meet Jonah on a fishing boat en route to the island of Yamatai. Lara awakens from a nightmare of Sam being transformed into the Sun Queen to find the vessel aflame. She emerges from her cabin to find the ship invaded by assassins in scuba gear. Lara escapes the boat just before it explodes, taking her equipment with her, and she washes up onto the same island where she lost her friends just months prior. Determined that the Solari worshippers have taken Sam to the island to awaken the Sun Queen, she sets off to search for her friend once again. She yells out to the observing Solari worshippers and offers to hand over the relics in exchange for Sam. Meanwhile, Matsu, who has Sam tied up, speaks to his captive. Sam begs him not to hurt Lara and agrees to give up and let Himiko inhabit her body. Matsu shrugs this off, telling her that they don't seek to resurrect Himiko, but instead resurrect the true leader of the Solari, Matthias, through a resurrection ritual involving the artifacts. Matsu simply brought Sam to the island to bait Lara to return. Matsu then reveals that the guardians who killed Professor Kaylane and kidnapped her were his own daughters, with the fourth arriving soon. Elsewhere, Lara fights her way through Matsu's men, laying waste to the army before finding the Endurance, where she falls into the water and sees a vision of Alex. She figures it's the island's forces deceiving her, but nonetheless the specter gives her a watch, asking her to give it to his sister. Lara nearly drowns, but is rescued by the same unknown man who saved her and Reyes in the bar. Lara awakens later and speaks to the man, who introduces himself as Danny, a former associate of her father's. The two can't get too acquainted, however, as they're soon attacked by the Solari worshippers, including Matsu's daughters, who capture them. On the beach, Reyes and Jonah wash up on shore in a raft and begin their search for Lara. Matsu's daughters take Lara and Danny to the monastery before leaving. Matsu arrives shortly after and retrieves Lara, releasing her from her restraints and taking her to Sam. Matsu tells Lara that he believes her to be the fourth guardian, and killing her will somehow revive Matthias. Just as they prepare to kill her, however, Reyes and Jonah arrive and take out her captors. Matsu pulls a gun on Lara, but Sam lifts a nearby machete and plants it into his neck, as he bleeds onto the ritual pedestal. The spilling of a guardian's blood activates the ritual, and Matsu begins to emit an electric-like power, which kills his daughters. He walks towards Lara, believing Matthias now lives again within him, but Lara lobs a grenade, killing her rival for the second time. The crew escape the explosion, but get split up, with Lara and Danny pairing up. 
Danny suddenly pulls his gun on Lara, explaining that he used the Solari worshippers' hypnosis tactics to make her and the other survivors believe they took the gold pieces, but Lara's mind was too strong. Danny's plan was to lure Matsu and his people there so he could kill them and prevent them from bringing back Matthias. He further states that as long as Lara is alive, someone could use her blood to do the same, so he must kill her. The two fight, but Danny is able to control Lara's mind with his hypnosis to make her walk off a nearby cliff. Lara is able to outsmart him, however, and throws another grenade as she falls, which explodes, killing Danny instantly. Lara is able to land safely using her climbing axe and finds Sam, Reyes, and Jonah at the base of the mountain. The crew reunite, and with their new threat now exterminated, prepare to leave the island once again. Sometime later, Lara and Reyes go on a hiking trip in Snowdonia, Wales. At the summit, Lara is confronted by the apparition of Alex once again, who again asks her to deliver the watch to his sister and save her. She then slips and falls, but Reyes catches her. Lara then takes the watch out of her pack and decides to find Alex's sister alone. Meanwhile, at a bar in Iceland, a man working for the organization Trinity kills another and begins questioning the barhand about Alex's sister, Kaz. Back in her flat, Lara speaks with Alex's mother by phone to learn Kaz was last seen in Ukraine, and she heads there alone. In the Ukraine, Lara tracks Kaz to Pripyat. Lara is observed from afar by a group looking to avenge the death of Kaz's wife, Lucia, before she is held at gunpoint by the woman she is searching for herself. Lara gives Kaz the watch from her brother before the group that was watching her shows up, threatening to kill Lara, believing her to work for Trinity. Lara knocks down their leader, and Kaz is able to break up the fight. The three then discuss, and Lara is introduced to the man she fought, who is Kaz's brother-in-law, Victor. Before they can get too acquainted, they are joined by another, Mr. Cruz, who kills one of Victor's men and holds the others at gunpoint. Cruz, the man who killed Kaz's friend in Iceland, reveals that it was also he who killed Lucia. Before Cruz can kill them, Kaz sicks her dogs on him, and they attack, forcing him to drop his weapons and run off. Lara runs after him, but she is ambushed by Cruz, who stabs her with a knife. Lara is able to jump to retrieve her gun, and she shoots at Cruz before passing out from blood loss. Victor's men arrive and find Lara, who awakens to find Cruz now missing. They take Lara back to Victor's house to rest, where she is nursed by his mother, Varvara. Lara suits back up and decides to hunt down Cruz, knowing as long as he lives, Kaz is not safe. Her prey comes to her, however, as Cruz arrives in an attack helicopter with reinforcements. The chopper shoots a missile at the house, destroying it and killing Victor and his brother. Lara and Varvara fight off the reinforcements before escaping into a crawlspace. Lara emerges and fights the Trinity soldiers, with Kaz arriving to help finish them off. Outside, Cruz and the helicopter pilot watch as a soldier walks towards them, but Cruz soon recognizes her to be Lara in disguise. Lara shoots the pilot, and the helicopter crashes to the ground in a fiery blaze. Afterwards, Lara invites Kaz to come back to London to live with her and Sam in hopeful safety. However, Cruz survived the crash, badly burned and injured. He is taken to a hospital in St. Petersburg, where he is met by another Trinity agent, Augur Ramily, who promises to make Lara suffer for what she did to Cruz. Sometime later, Lara is reluctantly convinced by Jonah to act as an understudy in a stage production of Pride and Prejudice. 
After a rehearsal, Lara invites the main actress playing her part, Andrea, to join her at a restaurant with Kaz and Sam. Unbeknownst to her, Augur Ramily follows her every movement. The group shares a conversation before Lara walks Andrea to the train. They're stopped by a pair of muggers, but Lara easily fights them off, much to Andrea's shock. Lara's violent nature then causes Andrea to walk off, quitting the play. Ramily, while following Lara, gets a call from his doctor, informing him that his cancer is worse than they'd hoped. He then hangs up and follows the muggers, overhearing that they plan to get a larger group to find and kill Lara. Inside the theater, Lara tells Jonah that Andrea has quit, and Jonah convinces her to take the lead on the part. Outside, Ramily kills the muggers, having taken an interest in her, wanting to train her to take his place when he dies. Cruz, worried that Ramily will not complete his task of killing Lara Croft, leaves the hospital and takes a limo with two henchmen. He informs the men that Kaz hacked into Trinity and possesses information she shouldn't. Lara gets ready for her debut performance, with Sam arriving to give her a pep talk. While in makeup, Lara receives a text message from Cruz, informing her that they have kidnapped Kaz and instructs her to meet them on the subway track. Lara runs there frantically, and Ramily follows. On her way to the track, she finds a tire iron and takes it as protection. She finally comes across Cruz and his henchmen, holding a gun to Kaz. She is surprisingly saved by Ramily, who shoots and kills the henchman, allowing Lara to crack Cruz across the face with the tire iron, pushing him onto the electrified train rail to finally kill him. Afterwards, Ramily speaks with Lara and offers to take her with him to be his protege, but she refuses, leaving him to simply watch as a train approaches, killing him. Lara then returns to the theater and performs for the opening night of the play, believing that the show must go on. At a later date, Lara, Sam, and Jonah are all followed by unknown men in hoodies. Sam and Lara then find a TV, and they watch it to see a video of someone holding a man who appears to be Grimm hostage for a million dollars. Lara, confused as to how Grimm survived the events of Yamatai, nonetheless vows to learn more about this. Lara and Sam take the tape to Kaz for investigation, and she finds that the tattoo on the arm of the captor in the video belongs to a bandit group in Mexico known as Las Serpientes Que Caminan. Jonah then arrives with a package he received as well, which they open to find Grimm's hat, covered in blood. Knowing she must pay the ransom to save Grimm, Lara visits her uncle Atlas de Mornay to finally take control of the Croft estate left behind by her parents. Her uncle states that the sole condition of her inheriting the estate is his determination of whether or not she is fit to, and her recent expeditions have him doubtful. He then tells her he'll only consider giving her control of the estate if she seeks professional help for her crazy behavior. Seeing no other option, Sam suggests her, Lara, Jonah, and Kaz travel to Mexico themselves to save Grimm. Lara initially refuses outright, but Sam comes up with a plan to stage a fake documentary production about the Chupacabra. She then hires stand-ins to play them at home to trick their stalkers. The four arrive in Mexico and charter a boat to take them into the island to find the bandits' territory. Overnight, Lara and Kaz find Sam acting strangely on the deck before she suddenly jumps into the waters. Lara jumps in to rescue the seemingly unconscious Sam, but suddenly a shark attacks. The captain of the boat jumps in to help, and his leg is bitten. Meanwhile, Sam awakens and attacks the shark with her necklace pendant. They get back to the boat, 
and used the safety raft to take the captain to an ambulance at the shore, and he lets them take his boat in exchange for saving him. The group gets to the jungle and begins interviewing the locals about the chupacabra. One woman mentions that her daughter, Mari, went missing in the jungle a few days ago, and Lara promises to keep an eye out for her. Another local begins to scream at Sam, who passes out again. When she awakens later, she begins to fight with Lara and tells them all to stay away from her. Afterwards, Lara takes off to explore the jungle alone. There, Lara finds Mari, the missing girl, and takes her through a nearby cave. Lara shows Mari a picture of Grimm, and she tells her where she had seen the man before. Lara takes Mari back to her village, then sets out to look for the bandit's location from Mari's description. Lara finds the bandit camp, but is taken by surprise and captured before being brought before their leader. The woman, Leticia Cortez, tells Lara that she had met her father years before, and went after Lara, realizing she must have inherited his money by now. Learning that Lara does not have her father's money, she is instead taken captive to hold for ransom as well, with Leticia believing this will give Sam the proper motivation to use her family's money instead. Lara is thrown into a snake pit prison, where she finds Grimm. The man admits that he isn't the Grimm Lara knew, but instead his twin brother, Cuddy Grimaldi. Lara finds a pathway out of the room, and her and Cuddy escape into the jungle. They find one of the bandit's boats, and Lara takes out its guards before stealing it to return to the group. However, when she arrives back at her original location, she finds Jonah, Kaz, and Sam tied up by the bandits. Lara and Cuddy then blow up the boat they stole to create a distraction, and Lara frees her friends. Sam then grabs a machete and kills one of the men, an act she immediately regrets immensely before passing out again. Lara carries Sam onto their original boat, and the group escape as Leticia watches on. On the boat, Lara puts Sam to rest, but she soon rises from her bed and looks into a nearby mirror, where the reflection of a sinister Himiko greets her. The group return home and get back to their normal lives. Lara and Sam continue to have a strained relationship, remaining at odds over simple conversations. One night, Jonah and Kaz, who now live together, come to visit Lara and ask her what her plans for the future are. Lara mentions that maybe she'll return to Yamatai, which upsets Kaz, who demands Lara let go of the events that happened there. Just then, the phone rings, and Lara answers to find a police officer on the other end, who informs her that Sam had been arrested for assault. The next day, Lara goes to the police station to speak with Sam. Sam, who now refers to herself as we, is in a similar state as she was on the boat, and Lara now fears she's losing her once again to Himiko's influence. Lara promises to help Sam before leaving to return home. Lara, now at her most exasperated, searches for a purpose. She hastily decides to just run and get away from everything, but looks at a photo of the Endurance crew. She is then struck with an idea, and realizes that she must share her story of what happened to them on Yamatai. She then sits down at her laptop and begins to write her account. Unfortunately, Lara's article is discredited due to it being outlandish and unverifiable, leading her to receive a similar reputation to her father. She eventually abides by her uncle Atlas's orders and sees a therapist, although it doesn't stop her drive to prove the events of Yamatai and continue her father's research. When heading home one night, Lara spots a flashlight shining inside her flat through one of the windows. Lara cautiously enters, only to find it empty with the window open. As she looks around, she's startled by a knock at the door. When she opens it, she's relieved to see it's her father's longtime girlfriend, Anna, simply paying her a visit. 
Laura and Anna speak, with the young adventurer explaining that she is now following her father's research to find the tomb of the Divine Source, which can be used to provide immortality to whoever uses it, which, according to legend, was done so by the Deathless Prophet of Constantinople, who was able to escape death. Lara states that the tomb is in Syria, and despite Anna's protest that she gives up before she ends up as broken as her father was, Lara heads there. Lara travels to Turkey and hires a guide to take her to the Syrian border. As they approach it, however, a helicopter flies overhead, and Lara realizes the guard told someone about her travels. The chopper opens fire, and the guard is killed, causing the vehicle they're in to flip. Lara crawls from the wreck just in time to avoid an explosion, whose blast knocks her off the nearby cliff. Lara explores the cliffside and finds a passage marked with inscriptions about the Prophet, indicating she's found what she's looking for. Inside, she finds a path to a hidden oasis, where she sees another helicopter flying overhead. Lara makes her way to the tomb, eventually finding the Prophet's sarcophagus. Lara opens the sarcophagus to find it empty, and she suddenly overhears the men from the helicopter arriving. She quickly hides inside the sarcophagus, and the leader of the group orders his men to open it. When they do, Lara emerges and pulls her pistol out on them. Lara learns that the men are from Trinity, and the leader of the squad, called Constantine, asks where she has the artifact that was inside the sarcophagus. She admits that it was empty when she got there, but he grabs a knife. When he turns to threaten Lara, she reveals that she has taken an explosive detonator off his belt, and she takes cover inside the sarcophagus as she activates it triggering the explosives and causing the tomb to begin to crumble. Lara escapes the collapsing tomb to safety, and outside she spots a cross symbol and returns home to research it. When Lara arrives in England, she decides to return to Croft Manor to search through her father's research. There she finds a letter from her uncle Atlas waiting for her, informing her that since her mother was never technically declared dead and her father never had a will, Legally, the house remains under his control and she cannot stay there. Lara searches the manor, finding several relics from her past before finding a secret lab built by her father where he conducted research on immortality to try and bring his wife, Amelia, back from the dead. Ultimately, however, he failed and laid her to rest somewhere inside the manor. Lara eventually finds a hidden passageway in the main hall that leads to the Croft family crypt, and in it, Lara finds her mother's resting place with a note containing Amelia's final words to her daughter. Later, Lara has her mother's grave confirmed, and with both her parents legally dead, her uncle finally hands over the entirety of the Croft estate, including the manor, over to Lara. Sometime later, Lara is visited by Jonah at Croft Manor and tells him about the Prophet's tomb as well as Trinity following her there. She then shows him the cross symbol she found and tells him it's led her to the lost city of Katesh, which disappeared in Siberia. Jonah urges her to stop chasing her father's ghost and live a more normal life before storming out. Afterwards, Lara is ambushed and attacked by a Trinity agent. Jonah returns to apologize, but finds Lara and the man fighting on the floor. This distraction allows Lara to grab the man's gun, but as she fires, he jumps out of the nearby window with her father's research. Knowing that Trinity will now have the location of the Divine Source, Jonah finally agrees to travel with Lara to Siberia to beat them to it. Days later, the pair reach the mountains her father's research pointed to. While their guides refuse the dangerous climb, Lara and Jonah ascend the mountain. As Lara spots the ruins, however, a heavy storm rolls in, triggering an avalanche. Lara and Jonah get separated, and when Lara regains her footing, she uses her radio to tell Jonah that if he can hear her, to turn back and let her go on alone. 
Lara crafts a campsite to rest for the night, where she overhears a Trinity broadcast mentioning an artifact they are searching for, as well as a group of natives called the Remnants that have been resisting them. Lara then fashions a makeshift bow and makes her way to find the source of the broadcast. Not long into her search, however, she is attacked by a bear, which throws her off a cliff, temporarily knocking her out when she lands. After Lara awakens, she finds Trinity inhabiting an abandoned Soviet Cold War installation. Deciding she needs to travel through the bear's cave to continue, Lara collects poisonous mushrooms to create an arrowhead she can use to kill it. Before doing so, she decides to rest for the night, but is awakened by gunfire. Lara investigates to watch Trinity chasing two of the remnants, a man and a woman, before shooting the man as the woman runs off. Trinity finds Lara's camp, forcing her to make her way through the group, killing them as she goes. She eventually reaches the bear cave and kills it with her poisonous arrows. After making her way through the ensuing caverns, Lara emerges on a cliffside where she is confronted by the remnant woman she saw running from Trinity, who warns Lara to leave or she'll be forced to kill her. After an explosion catches Lara's attention, she turns back to find the woman now gone. Lara reaches the Soviet installation and fights her way through more Trinity soldiers, finding that they had been using the base to hold and torture the remnant natives for information regarding the artifact. Eventually, Lara spots an arriving Constantine, who proceeds to mercilessly gouge out the eyes of the Trinity member he left to oversee the outpost. Constantine is then called back to the prison to speak with a prisoner who Trinity believes to have valuable information, and Lara follows him. Lara tracks Constantine to an old church, and eavesdrops on a radio conversation where he promises his success to an unknown man on the other end. Suddenly, Lara is attacked by Trinity soldiers, who knock her unconscious once again. When Lara awakens, she finds herself tied to a chair inside the old gulag. More surprisingly, however, is that she's joined in captivity by her father's old girlfriend, Anna, who Lara concludes Trinity went after to get to her. Constantine arrives shortly after and begins to strangle Anna, demanding Lara tell him what she knows about the Divine Source. Lara pleads with him, stating that she doesn't know where it is. Suddenly, Constantine leaves Anna alone, who casually tells him to stop, as Lara is telling the truth. Constantine then sits next to her, and Lara realizes a dark secret. Anna had been a member of Trinity all along, simply dating her father to obtain his research. Anna offers Lara a place within Trinity, but Lara once again refuses their recruitment. Anna tells her to think about it, as Constantine throws her into a cell. Inside, Lara meets her neighboring cellmate, who introduces himself as Jacob, claiming to know the location of the Divine Source. Lara escapes her cell, releases Jacob, and gives him a spare radio before the pair work together to make their exit. On their way, the pair find Anna and Constantine, revealed to be siblings, discussing Anna's sentimentality regarding Lara. Constantine warns her not to let it get in their way again, but Anna snaps back, causing her to erupt in a fit of coughing, showing that she has become sick, revealing her true drive for finding the Divine Source. Lara and Jacob then split up to escape, with Jacob telling Lara to meet him at a nearby train yard. Lara fights her way through Trinity forces to reach the train yard, where she regroups with Jacob. The pair are soon discovered by a helicopter, which immediately begins to fire on them, forcing them to jump into the freezing waters below the tracks. As Lara emerges from the water, she finds herself alone, that is, until the helicopter arrives once again, causing her to immediately run to try to escape it. She soon finds a line of rope she repels on, but one of the structures it's supported to is brought down, causing her to crash into the waters below, with the force of the drop knocking her unconscious once again. 
Lara is awoken by Jacob, who is able to find and rescue her, bringing her to a small cave abode to recover. Lara and Jacob discuss Lara's father, her guilt over his death, as well as her desire to prove her father right after seeing the supernatural on Yamatai with her own eyes. Jacob warns her that some things are better left unfound, and asks her to instead help him and his people fight off Trinity before leaving the Divine Source untouched. But Lara disagrees, offering her help fighting Trinity, but only for her own means. Jacob then leaves to return to his village, advising Lara to rest before he returns. Lara doesn't heed this advice, and instead heads out on her own to find him and his village. On her way, Lara finds a young woman named Nadia, whom she helps find her grandfather, Ivan. Ivan had gone missing whilst searching for his wife, Serafima, who had presumed to have been killed by the mystical witch, Baba Yaga. Lara searches for this Baba Yaga, and is soon exposed to some kind of hallucinogenic pollen which causes her to have visions of her father's death before she is confronted by the witch herself, travelling in her house atop giant chicken-like legs. Lara escapes and fashions an antidote to the pollen, learning that the Soviets had experimented with it in an attempt to weaponize it. Eventually, Lara and Nadia find the witch's house, riding its transport system to the entrance to her lair. There they find Ivan overtaken by the pollen. After they give him a dose of the antidote, Lara heads inside with the final dose prepared to defeat the Baba Yaga. However, once she reaches the witch's den, Lara falls and drops the antidote, forcing her to fight her way through the witch's illusions to destroy the pollen's source and finally defeat her. Once subdued, Lara confronts Baba Yaga to learn that she is none other than Nadia's grandmother, Serafima. Ivan and Nadia arrive, and Serafima reveals that she thought Ivan had died, which led her to use the weaponized pollen to attack the Soviets as revenge. With her family now safe again, Nadia thanks Lara, who heads off to continue her own journey. Lara heads to a nearby coal mine in search of Jacob, but instead finds Trinity near the entrance. A battle quickly erupts, as does the building therein, and Lara is forced to escape the fiery remains, only to be met by a machete-wielding Trinity soldier. Luckily, a nearby Jacob dispatches him with a throwing knife, and the pair head into the mines to make their way to his village. However, as they enter, Trinity is able to restore power to the old Soviet equipment, activating a large drill which causes the mine shafts to collapse, forcing Lara and Jacob to separate. After traveling through more caverns, fighting Trinity on the way, Lara finds the ruins of an ancient temple of some sort. After using some ingenuity to get the doors open, she enters it to find a large statue of the immortal prophet, as well as a mural displaying the story of his people and their foundation of the city of Katesh. At the end of the story, Lara learns of a map given to the prophet called the Atlas, which she surmises will show the location of the divine source. Lara makes her way through the rest of the caverns, emerging on the other side to find Jacob's village. There, she is confronted by the remnant woman she ran into earlier, who reminds Lara of her warning before drawing her bow and preparing to make good on her promise. Luckily, Jacob arrives and calls her off, referring to her as Sophia, his daughter. Jacob introduces Lara as a friend and instructs his villagers to prepare for Trinity's imminent arrival. Jacob asks Lara to light a signal tower to call the villagers around the valley back, and she does so. Shortly after, Trinity finally arrives and begins their assault on the village. Lara returns, finding Jacob held captive, along with two other remnants. After a Trinity soldier kills one of them and turns his gun on Jacob, the other offers up the location of the Atlas. Jacob and Lara use this distraction to kill the soldier, and they begin to fight off the attacking forces, eventually causing Trinity to retreat. Afterwards, Lara helps the villagers recover, later speaking with Jacob. 
He believes that Trinity will soon search the tower atop the ruins of the Acropolis above the village, endangering the remnant villagers that still live there. Lara offers to help, and Jacob agrees, knowing that while she's working for her own means, he still needs her help. Lara arrives at the Acropolis, but unfortunately after Trinity does. She fights through them, eventually managing to rescue several hostages, including Sophia. Sophia admits she misjudged Lara, who then helps her blast open a hole in the wall to lead the others to safety. Lara then continues to fight through the Trinity assault, eventually managing to bring down their helicopter and take down the remaining troops. Once the coast is clear, Jacob speaks with Lara once again, and she asks him to tell him more about his village, and he obliges. Jacob reveals that the immortal prophet brought the divine source to the valley, and their ancestors built Katesh to protect it from any outsiders with their lives. Lara asks Jacob what the divine source truly is, and he explains that he believes it's a piece of God's soul, and legends say it will grant immortality to whoever holds it. Jacob tells Lara that Trinity has been searching for the source for ages, and Lara proclaims that she'll find it before Trinity does, with or without Jacob's help. As Lara leaves, Sophia stops her and offers her help, the location of the Atlas, which is in a nearby cathedral. Sophia states that she can't go with Lara, however, as the Deathless Ones, the immortal guardians of the Divine Source, will kill whoever enters. Lara decides to take the chance and heads off to the cathedral. Once there, Lara finds that Trinity beat her to the punch yet again, and she comes across Anna inside. As she becomes surrounded by Trinity forces, Lara grabs Anna, taking her hostage before twisting her own leg in a rope nearby. Lara then shoots Trinity's explosives, causing the floor to crumble beneath them. Lara is able to grab onto the rope on her way down, but ends up falling below. Anna, now standing above Lara, offers her a spot in Trinity once more, but Lara responds with a gunshot to the arm. Anna then warns Lara that something deep inside the cathedral is killing her men, but Lara ignores her and heads into the lower caverns anyway. Lara traverses through the cathedral's archives, passing by the mangled remains of the Trinity soldiers, before finding the pedestal housing the Atlas. As Lara grabs it, however, she is startled by a grenade, which explodes as Trinity forces rush in. Lara fights through them, eventually reaching a giant statue she is forced to destroy to create a pathway to the exit. As she goes to leave, she turns to find the army of Deathless Ones, who begin to rain down a torrent of fiery arrows, forcing her to make a mad dash up the archive. Eventually, Lara reaches safety and escapes the cathedral, calling Jacob on the radio, who tells her to bring the atlas to him at their observatory in the mountains. On her way, Lara receives another call, this time from Jonah, much to her surprise, who had been searching for Lara in the tundra, but was eventually rescued by the remnants. Lara returns to the village and reunites with Jonah face to face before Sophia shows them to the observatory. Inside, Lara shows the atlas to Jacob, who places it on a device. Jonah raises the device, and the sunlight from above shines through the atlas, projecting the map onto the floor below them. Using it, Lara determines that Katesh, and therefore the divine source, now resides underneath the large glacier nearby. She continues to read the map, finding an entrance to the city through the observatory they are currently standing in. She turns to Jacob, who cannot hide that he knew this all along. Suddenly, the group hears a helicopter overhead, and Trinity destroys the roof of the cathedral, knocking Lara out the window. Jonah goes to rescue her, but he is captured by a Trinity guard, who repels back up to the helicopter, taking Jonah, as well as the Atlas, with him. 
As Lara climbs back into the observatory, she sees an injured Jacob, who exclaims that they don't have long to get to the Divine Source before Trinity does. Lara refuses, however, stating that the safety of her friend is more important than the truth she seeks. As the remnants begin to enter the observatory to help Jacob, Lara exits to make her way back to the Gulag to rescue Jonah. Meanwhile, Anna and Constantine use the atlas inside of an old Soviet weather dome and uncover the location of the Divine Source. Anna confides in Constantine that she worries Trinity is just using them to get to the Source and won't let them actually use it to cure her, but Constantine reassures her before heading off to assemble his team to dig beneath the ice. Later, Lara finds the weather dome, with the atlas still inside. She takes it and notices a security monitor nearby displaying a feat of Constantine holding a gun to Jonah. Lara then makes haste to the prison block to save him from his imminent execution. There she finds Constantine and Jonah, and she distracts Constantine by firing at the bulletproof window behind him. This distraction allows Jonah to take his firearm, but he hesitates in killing his captor, giving Constantine the chance to stab Jonah, taking his gun back before leaving. Lara is able to break the window with a nearby fire extinguisher and makes her way into the interrogation room. There, she apologizes to the injured Jonah before leaving to take out the Trinity soldiers so she can take her friend to safety. Lara fights a grueling battle, eliminating the Trinity forces one by one before returning to Jonah, now laid out on a stretcher. He tells Lara not to blame herself, as the choice was his, before he passes out from his blood loss. A nearby remnant tells Lara that to save him, they need to get him to Jacob at the observatory. The group carry the stretcher to the observatory, where a fully healed Jacob meets them. Jacob then pulls out some kind of element, which he grounds into a powder and rubs on Jonah's wound, before reciting some kind of prayer, which instantly heals Jonah. A shocked Lara realizes that with this seemingly miraculous healing power, Jacob himself must be the deathless prophet of legend. He admits this, and claims that the source is real, but not divine and that he simply created that legend to prevent his people from searching for it. He had used the source to create his immortal army to protect them from outsiders, but when they were attacked, the Deathless Ones instead caused the avalanche that buried the city to keep the power of the source for themselves. Knowing how corruptible the source's power is, Jacob warns that Trinity cannot obtain it. Lara convinces Jacob to show her the secret entrance to Katesh inside the observatory, which he calls the Path of the Deathless, despite the danger it possesses. Lara heads inside, while Jacob stays behind to tend to Jonah. Inside, Lara finds an elaborate orrery, and climbs it to find the entrance to the heart of the city of Katesh. Inside, she finds the Deathless Ones, and begins to sneak around them before ultimately getting discovered and attacked by them. Although they are powerful, Lara is able to penetrate their armor with her climbing axe to finally bring them death. After fighting her way through hordes of this somewhat immortal army, Lara finds the Chamber of Souls, using a large trebuchet to blast through the gate inside. Once past the gate, the Deathless Ones begin to use the trebuchet to fire on her, attempting to stop her from taking the source at any cost. As she gets to the base of the chamber's tower, Trinity blasts through the glacier and arrives via helicopter. Lara climbs the tower, while the arriving Trinity soldiers continue to battle the Deathless Ones. At the top, Lara is met by Constantine in his gunship. Sophia, who had followed Lara to provide support, mans the trebuchet and fires at the chopper, and Lara shoots it in air to create an explosion to take the gunship down. The ensuing explosion destroys the top of the tower, and Lara falls down into a hall below. 
There, she proceeds to take out a squadron of the Deathless Ones, but as she escapes, she is attacked by a surviving Constantine. The two then battle, but Lara matches his power with her wit, taking him by surprise several times before managing to stab him in the chest, finally defeating the man. In his final breaths, he explains that he did everything only for his sister, before Lara runs off to escape the now collapsing chamber. Constantine stops her and reveals that her father didn't kill himself, but was in fact murdered by Trinity. While Lara initially doesn't believe this, Constantine continues to goad her, insulting the Croft Patriarch and giving Lara the opportunity to finish him off. Whether she gives in to her anger or simply walks away, Constantine dies in the hall, and Lara enters the Chamber of Souls nearby. There, Lara finds Anna, about to take the source. Lara attempts to reason with her, telling her that her brother, along with most of Trinity's army, is now dead. Anna reveals that she never really intended to actually give the source to Trinity, but instead use it herself. Lara, now knowing the danger of the source's power, pleads with Anna to leave it in Katesh, much to Anna's surprise. Just then, Jacob arrives, but Anna shoots him down immediately. Anna pulls her gun on Lara, exclaiming that another Croft doesn't have to die for this, with Lara responding that she's willing to. As a battalion of Deathless Ones approach, Anna runs out of bullets in her pistol, and with no other choice, uses the source on herself. The overwhelming power causes her to fall to her knees, dropping the source, which Lara picks up. Lara then turns to Jacob, who gives her reassurance as Lara smashes the source onto the ground, destroying it and releasing its power from the world. The Deathless Ones crumble, and Lara runs to Jacob, who finds comfort in the death he had escaped for centuries before turning to dust. Later, Lara and Anna escape the ruins to the tundra outside, and Lara confronts Anna about what she meant when she stated another Croft doesn't have to die. Anna reveals that Trinity did order Lara's father's execution, but that she didn't do it. While Anna was initially sent by Trinity to get close to Richard Croft, she did truly love the man. Suddenly, a gunshot fires out, and Anna falls dead, while Lara scrambles to cover. Nearby, a Trinity sniper is given the order to spare Lara's life, at least for now. Lara then returns to the Remnant's village and reveals to Sophia that her father had finally passed. Sophia finds some comfort in knowing Jacob died peacefully, before vowing to Lara that she'll rebuild the village and keep her fellow Remnant safe. Before she leaves, Lara helps Sophia with another threat to her village, an old Soviet research base that had been leaking toxin which had been turning the remaining Trinity soldiers into feral creatures. The remnants fear the toxin will eventually drift over to their village, so Lara heads there to prevent this. There she fights the feral soldiers, eventually destroying the facility and escaping in a helicopter piloted by Sophia. Luckily, the fiery explosion ignites the surrounding toxin, preventing its spread amongst the land. Lara later returns home to Croft Manor, and sometime later she meets with a fully recovered Jonah, who reassures her that destroying the source was the right thing to do, despite the fact that she wasn't able to clear her father's besmirched name with the public. He then encourages her to come along with him to the airport, as she has a plane to catch. Lara and Jonah fly to the United States to attend an archaeological conference at the University of Minnesota. Aboard, Lara leaves during a presentation on paleoethnobotany by Professor Robert Demure to meet with Jocelyn Rays, who introduces her to her friend Dana, a combat trainer. Dana and Lara train, and despite Dana's failing vision, she and Lara have a pretty equal sparring match. 
Afterwards, Dana teaches Lara and Reyes how to use their sense of hearing to better grasp their surroundings. But when Lara loses focus, she instead begins to hear the voice of her dear friend Sam Nishimura, whom she still feels guilt over. Lara snaps out of it and Reyes drops her off at the hotel. At the entrance, Lara is stopped by a man who introduces himself as Todd Bellamy. Bellamy tells Lara that he is Professor Robert Demure's assistant and wants to set up a meeting with her and his employer. She refuses, but Bellamy tries to entice her by asking her about something called the Mushroom of Immortality, hoping to spark her interest given her history in the subject. However, she declines and Bellamy leaves her be. Meanwhile, a black car waits outside with a deformed man inside on a phone call, informing whoever's on the other end to strike. After Lara falls asleep in her hotel room, she is awoken by the fire alarm. She is met in the hallway by Jonah, and the pair find Tom Bellamy dead, with some kind of black spore in his mouth. The pair head outside and give the police their information, and Lara decides to meet with Professor Demure after all. The next day, Lara and Jonah meet with Demure at a diner, and he tells them about the Mushroom of Immortality. Demure informs them that he believes that he found the mushroom, which bleeds black and supposedly grants eternal life, in China where he was doing fieldwork. Later, Lara meets Demure at his office to find his notes on the mushroom, but they find the lock to be broken. They head inside to investigate and are greeted by a group of large, deformed men carrying weapons. The group demands that Demure give them the mushroom, but Lara creates a distraction allowing them to escape. They run off to the garage and Lara steals a motorcycle and rides off and a chase ensues with the black car that was outside her hotel. Lara briefly loses her pursuers in an under-construction mall where she calls Jonah and tells him about what's going on. Their conversation is cut short as the black car arrives and smashes through the entrance to the mall, chasing Lara and Demure once again. Lara is forced to fight through the men to finally escape with Demure and they call a taxi to return to his office. There, the pair meet Jonah and find the entire building ablaze. Demure states that he has a few hard copies of his work at home, and Lara surmises that they must travel to the Yunnan province of China to collect the mushrooms before their unknown enemy can. Once Lara, Jonah, and Demure arrive outside Yunnan, they charter a plane to get to a village near the caves. However, in the air, the plane hits a storm, panicking Demure, who tries to open the door to jump out. Suddenly, he finds a gun in his face, and the pilots of the plane are revealed to be the disfigured mushroom hunters that are after them. Lara fights the men in the cockpit and knocks them out, and Jonah is forced to bring the plane down for a rough landing. The next morning, Lara rents a truck, and the pair spend the day trying to reach the cave. They rest in a hut in a village, but that night they are attacked by the mushroom-seeking enemies. Lara and Jonah fight them off to protect the village, but they are able to capture Demure and destroy Lara's truck. The next day, Lara is able to find an English-speaking native named Tom, who has heard of the mushroom and agrees to take them to it. The three head to it, but on the way Lara gets caught in a raging river which pulls her underwater. As she slowly runs out of breath, she once again sees an image of Sam before Jonah pulls her up to safety. The three make camp and rest while discussing the mushroom. Tom reveals that outsiders have come looking for the mushroom in the past, but every time they do, it rains. The next morning, the group reach the entrance to the cave, but find that they were beaten there by Demure's captors. Tom shows Jonah and Lara an alternative entrance and leaves them to head back to his village. Lara then repels in as Jonah stays on the lookout outside. Lara heads in and quickly comes across Demure and his captors, who open fire, forcing her to run. She is able to use the darkness of the cave with the lessons on hearing that Dana taught her just days ago to outmaneuver and escape her enemies. 
Elsewhere, Demure is forced to find the mushroom by the men who finally refer to themselves as the Knighthood of the Dark Spore. Meanwhile, Lara happens to stumble across the room where the mushrooms grow, seemingly a tomb of a fallen warrior. Lara takes a sample of the mushroom, leaves a GPS tracker, then heads off, fighting more of the knighthood before reaching Demure, being held hostage by one of the knights. Lara yells at Demure to jump, and he obliges, before Lara hits his captor with an arrow to the neck before the two of them escape through the waters in the cave. Outside, they find Jonah missing, whilst inside, the knight removes the arrow from his neck. The next day, Lara receives a message from the knighthood with a ransom, the mushroom for Jonah. And Lara gives Demure the sample of the mushroom whilst she splits up with him to find Jonah before Demure has a chance to hand over the sample. As Lara heads off to look for Jonah, however, Demure leaves his phone behind and runs off with the sample, leading the knighthood to decide on Jonah's death. Luckily, Lara arrives just in time and rescues him from the group just before the police arrive, allowing the pair to escape safely. Lara and Jonah are able to track Demure to a hotel, but when they kick the door down to enter his room, they find him dead on the bed. They find equipment in his room for distilling the spore, which killed him immediately once ingested. An upset Lara then goes rock climbing to let off some steam, but she is quickly confronted by the leader of the knighthood. After a quick battle, the knight gains the upper hand, but Jonah arrives just in time to fire a single bullet through his skull, killing him instantly. Jonah and Lara then return to the airport to head home. There, Lara reveals her GPS locator to Jonah, stating that hopefully they can find a more trustworthy paleobotanist to help them study the spore. Jonah then reveals that he called the university to learn about Demure, who was legitimate, but used the spore out of desperation as he was dying of cancer. Lara has her own revelation. While speaking to Tom the night before finding the mushroom, he revealed a family superstition that harvesting the mushrooms during the rainy season renders them poisonous, which both the knights and Demure obviously didn't know. Lara steps up to find some food, but Jonah receives a call and stops her, telling her something has happened to Sam. When Lara returns home to England, she learns that Sam has escaped from the women's ward at the Halberg Institute in Sweden, where she was transferred after her arrest when she was declared mentally unfit for trial. Jonah offers to go to the institute with her, but Lara elects to go alone, still feeling responsible for Sam's current state. Lara travels to Sweden and reaches the Halberg Institute. She jumps the fence and sneaks in, discovering boxes adorned with the Trinity insignia, leading her to believe Sam's escape was for a reason. As she makes her way inside, Lara accidentally bumps into Sam's parents, who came to the Institute to speak about their daughter's escape with her doctor. Sam's mother quickly attacks Lara, blaming her for what happened to her daughter, but the orderlies are able to break up the scuffle. Lara is then physically thrown out, but meets with a nurse outside, who tells Lara to meet her there later that night. Lara meets with her in the early morning hours, and she shows her Sam's room, where Lara sees a scribbled mural on the wall of Queen Himiko. She snaps a picture with her phone, but is soon attacked by an arriving orderly. Lara tries to fight him off, but reinforcements arrive, and they subdue Lara, taking her to Sam's therapist, the so-called Dr. Taff. Taff has Lara put in a straitjacket, and the Trinity agents take her to an unknown warehouse, where Taff interrogates her about Sam. He reveals that Trinity sent him to the Institute to experiment on Sam to see if she could make a connection to the Divine Source. He then prepares to inject her with some sort of truth serum, but Lara goads his henchman into punching her. As she falls, she knocks the syringe out of Taff's hand and pretends to be unconscious. As he runs off to get another syringe, Lara uses the broken glass to cut herself free and escape. 
Lara runs to her freedom, but is spotted by Trinity, who begin to open fire. She's able to fight them off, taking one of their guns, before rigging an SUV to explode as a distraction. She then climbs onto a passerby's truck, where she stows away until she reaches a restaurant in Germany. There, she calls Jonah and fills him in on the events that have transpired. Worried about Lara, he books a flight first thing, and Lara books a hotel for the night. Elsewhere, Taft speaks with his Trinity superiors, who task him with recovering Sam, while noting their diminishing faith in him. That night, Lara watches Sam's parents make a broadcast on television asking for information on their daughter's whereabouts, while in a room nearby, a group of other escaped patients await the command from their leader. This leader is revealed to be Sam, who states that they leave the next day. The next morning, the group leave in a van and arrive at a gas station outside Hamburg, Germany, where a man harasses Sam, causing Himiko to reveal her powers, as the other escapees rush in and tear the place apart. Meanwhile, Lara heads to the University of Bamberg to meet with Professor Morrow to ask her about her research on Himiko, and more specifically, possession. Morrow and Lara go out for a drink and discuss the Way Mirror, which may have a connection to Himiko's ability to connect with the soul. Moro then points Lara to the University of Berlin, where the mirror is currently being held. Back in the gas station in Hamburg, Sam tries to fight Himiko's influence, but is easily overpowered by the Sun Queen, who instructs her followers to blow up the station. Moro and Lara leave the pub, and the professor offers to show Lara one more landmark, a nearby chapel. When they get there, however, they are ambushed by Trinity, who had been listening to their conversation at the pub. As gunshots begin to ring out, Lara grabs the woman and takes her down below the church to get into safety. Lara then breaks through a freshly constructed wall where they find a secret tunnel, which they take, emerging inside the home of college students nearby. Moro takes Lara to a house where they can meet with some of her colleagues. When Lara enters, she finds several women conducting a seance. The main woman, Greta, tells Lara the spirit she's speaking to has seen her friend, and tells her she can help her using the Way Mirror, which it refers to as the Prison of Souls. Lara returns to her hotel room, receiving a call from Jonah on the way, who sends her the footage from the gas station of Sam and her accomplices. He then tells her he's booking a flight to Berlin to retrieve the mirror. Lara continues walking, not noticing one of Himiko's followers watching on. Once back at her hotel room, Lara examines the footage from the gas station, and notices Sam's eyes are black, resembling Greta's when the spirit possessed her. This leads Lara to believe it wasn't Sam that destroyed the gas station, but Himiko instead. Outside, Himiko's supporter continues to watch Lara's movements. Elsewhere, Himiko's influence has grown, as have her numbers. She sends out more of them to Lara's location, indicating that before they can return to Yamatai, they must kill Croft. The next day, Lara makes it to the University of Berlin, and with Jonah's help, she's able to reach the storage warehouse. There, she is confronted by Julia, Himiko's supporter who was following her. Julia attempts to kill Lara with a sword, but Lara is able to take out the lights to gain the upper hand. Using her advanced hearing skills, she is able to get the drop on Julia and take her sword before stabbing the girl with it, killing her instantly. Lara then takes the way mirror and meets Jonah in a jeep outside. As they drive off, they're forced to stop as they reach a man sprawled out in the middle of the road. As they get out to check on him, he pulls a pistol and the men with him proceed to put Lara and Jonah's hands in zip-tie cuffs. Lara laughs at their efforts as they had left their arms in front of them. Lara is easily able to grab one man's gun, turning it on himself and firing, while Jonah headbutts another to knock him out. Himiko's remaining man steals their jeep and speeds off, 
but the pair steal his car in turn, finding a blade to cut the zip ties before peeling out and following. They end up accidentally driving the man off a bridge into the waters below, and Lara dives in to retrieve the mirror from the jeep. Himiko's followers return to her with the bad news. Julia's dead, and Lara now holds the Prison of Souls. This news, unsurprisingly, leaves Himiko furious. The next day, Lara and Jonah come up with a plan to use the way mirror to pull Himiko's soul from Sam's body, hopefully leaving Sam inside. Elsewhere, Trinity also learns of Lara's theft of the mirror, and Taft sends Trinity soldiers to Lara's location, while Himiko does the same at her camp. Himiko's forces reach the cabin Lara's staying in first and chuck in a grenade, eviscerating the building. The follower then calls Himiko, giving her the good news. Himiko then tells her followers that it's finally time to return to Yamatai. Lara and Jonah watch from a cliffside, having secretly left the cabin before the explosion and followed Himiko's soldiers back to their camp. Lara sneaks into their temporary headquarters, but just as she's about to enter, Trinity finally catches up and storms the building. A massive battle breaks out between Himiko's forces and Trinity, but Lara is able to tackle Himiko out of a window to fight her one-on-one. Himiko runs to a van and drives off, while Lara follows her on motorcycle. Eventually, they both crash, and Lara retrieves Sam's unconscious body from the wreckage of the flipped van. Just before dawn, Himiko awakens inside of a barn, while Lara waits outside. Himiko tries to goad Lara into letting her free, but Sam's soul begins to reawaken and tries to stop Himiko's influence, resorting to stabbing herself in the side to try to kill her. Just then, Jonah opens the barn's window, letting the morning sun shine in on a circle of mirrors, concentrating the rays on the way mirror, which pulls in Himiko's spirit, imprisoning her, and finally leaving Sam alone inside her own body. Lara and Jonah take Sam to a nearby hospital, and after two days, she finally wakes up. While Sam appears to be back to normal, she faces new criminal charges with the gas station fiasco pinned on her. While Sam's mother doesn't let Lara see her friend, Lara asks her to promise to tell Sam not to follow Lara on her next mission, as it's one she has to do alone. As Lara leaves the hospital, she's unknowingly spotted by a Trinity operative. She then hops on her motorcycle and heads off to hunt down the organization that killed her father. Sometime later, Lara follows Trinity to Corniglia in Cincterra, Italy. There, she finds they've blasted a hole in the wall of a cathedral, and she heads inside to find Trinity operatives looking for something there. She fights through them, leaving one, who explains he has found what Trinity has been looking for, the Cross of the Stars, which has been said will reveal the location of God. Lara has no interest in it, and instead tries to force the man to reveal the name of who killed her father. He doesn't give her this information, however, simply mentioning a man referred to as the Cardinal before dying, having bit into a cyanide pill. Lara then places the Cross of the Stars back in its resting place and leaves the temple. At some point later, Lara meets Jonah at a diner where he now works as a fry cook. She tells him about Trinity, their search for the Cross of the Stars, and her suspicion that the Cardinal was the one who killed her father. This leads Jonah to realize a supposedly leisurely trip they took a month ago was actually secretly so Lara could gain intel on Trinity, and he walks away, angered that Lara's obsessions caused her to lie to him. Lara follows him in the street and begs for his forgiveness and help, but Jonah simply states that he can't watch her do this to herself anymore. Lara returns home to Croft Manor and writes Jonah a letter, telling him she's thought about what he said about letting go of Trinity and moving on to have a normal life and she's concluded that she wants to give it a shot. For the next year, 
Lara lives her life as a vagabond, traveling across the world and taking on odd jobs that her skills allow. But she eventually gives in to her father's remaining influence, and she retraces the steps of an adventure they took years ago, leading her to the secret monastery of Akhenaten in Egypt. There, Lara relives one of the happiest moments she shared with her father, but this reflection is quickly cut short by Trinity, who opened fire on her, forcing her to flee. Lara runs from their fire to a large corridor, where she fights them off using a sword. Lara looks at the area she's in and discovers a map with a circle in Antarctica. Lara interrogates the final surviving Trinity operative about Antarctica, but he refuses to speak. Lara then steals a nearby helicopter and heads to Antarctica to continue her hunt for Trinity. In Antarctica, Lara finds Trinity excavating a location known as the Tomb of Eden, the supposed final resting place of God. Lara infiltrates the camp and finds a man tied to a chair, seemingly captured by Trinity. As Lara learns of ages of civilizations that built on top of the Tomb of Eden, the captured man reveals himself to be a Trinity agent, and as he stands from his chair, he triggers an explosion, blowing up the building they are in. Luckily, Lara is thrown by the explosion to safety, and as she climbs out of the rubble, she looks down at the excavation site, but as she makes her way down to it, she is hit with several tranquilizer darts. She falls to the ground and is taken away by multiple Trinity agents. Later, Lara is awakened by Trinity agent Nadia Catligo, the leader of the excavation operation who lowers Lara into the depths while telling her about how she discovered the tomb. As they reach the bottom, Nadia unties Lara and lets her walk free, allowing her to look for herself at the enormous underground tree of knowledge. Nadia peels off a piece of the tree's bark and hands it to Lara, instructing her to eat it. After experiencing intense pain, Lara begins to see several visions. Amongst them are manifestations of her guilt over her father's death and the friends she lost on Yamatai, as well as for all of those who she has killed up to this point. Lara takes a journey through her own soul, eventually coming to terms with her relationships with her friends and her father before she is pulled out of the dream by Jonah. Lara is surprised to find that Jonah is not a hallucination, but that her friend actually followed her all along to help her with her mission. Lara apologizes for pushing Jonah away, and the pair climb up to the excavation base. There they find Nadia and her trinity forces, and a battle ensues. As Jonah goes to close the entrance to the tomb, Nadia jumps in, not wanting to leave the tree behind. As she falls, Lara catches her on a rope, but Nadia cuts it and falls, seemingly to her death. Afterwards, Lara receives a call on her radio from the man called the Cardinal. He then apologizes to the surviving Trinity members as he triggers an explosion, collapsing the entire canyon. Lara and Jonah are able to outrun the avalanche and reach Jonah's snowmobile to escape. Later, the pair leave on a ship, and Jonah agrees to continue to help Lara by sharing her life with her, always and forever. Sometime later, Lara and Jonah travel to Mexico to continue their hunt for Trinity. There, they find a temple with a scripture inside. Lara investigates it and takes photographs of it, but find it purposefully damaged by Trinity, obscuring the information. Suddenly, an explosion is triggered, and Lara and Jonah are forced to run to escape the collapse, narrowly avoiding their death by Trinity's booby traps. Later that night, the pair meet together in Cozumel for the Day of the Dead Festival, where Trinity's leader, Dr. Pedro Dominguez, is attending as a VIP. Lara examines the photo she took in the temple and discovers that the inscriptions are secret directors to the Hidden City, stating to look for a silver-crowned mountain, where the twins confer in Peru. As a Trinity operative collects Dominguez and leaves him off, Lara dons a mask and follows him on foot. 
Lara eavesdrops on a conversation whilst Dominguez walks with Trinity Commander Rourke until they reach the nearby Trinity dig site. Lara then sneaks into the dig site, taking out Trinity operatives unnoticed before she finds a cave leading to an underground temple. Inside, she finds a mural depicting the silver box of Ishel, the Mayan goddess of the full moon. The mural then shows the box opening to summon the god of creation and destruction, Kukulkan. Her and Jonah then determine that the box must be what Trinity is looking for. Lara then opens a nearby pedestal and takes a sacred dagger, noted as the key to Ichel's heart, which will unlock something called the Cleansing. As she grabs it, however, she feels a massive rumble and the walls begin to shake. Lara escapes the temple and fights through more Trinity soldiers to escape the dig site. As she leaves, she is knocked down by Trinity's men who take the dagger and Dr. Dominguez greets her. Dominguez retrieves the dagger which he calls the Key of Chakchel, the Mayan goddess of the new moon. He then demands that she turns over the silver box of each shell, but soon discovers that she doesn't have it. Dominguez reveals that Trinity plans to use the key and the box to rebuild the world without cruelty and suffering, but states that since Lara took the key without immediately using it on the box, she has unleashed the apocalypse called the Cleansing. As he says this, a massive tsunami rolls in, and Dominguez leaves with Trinity to find the box to stop the apocalypse. Water begins to rush in and flood the city, whilst Lara scrambles to stay above it to survive. Lara swims, floats, and climbs through the flooded city ruins, watching the various citizens of Cozumel perish before her eyes. She soon finds Jonah helping with rescue efforts, and Lara expresses that she has given Trinity what they wanted, and they need to get the box immediately. Jonah cuts her off and states that they need to help the people of Cozumel first, and then they stay there to do so. As they help the locals with their rescue efforts, Jonah arranges for a plane to get them to Peru under the radar, enlisting a man named Miguel Riviera to help them. The next morning, Lara receives a note from an unknown sender telling her to meet them at the market for help in stopping Trinity. Lara recognizes that it could be a trap, but elects to meet with the mystery person anyway. As Lara leaves to head to the market, she's tailed by Trinity operative Damon Harper and his squad, unbeknownst to her. When Lara reaches the market, she is met with her notes writer, Luis Martin, a defecting Trinity member who lost his family in the tsunami. He gives Lara an SD card with information from a dig Trinity conducted in Colombia, hoping she can use it for clues on where to find the silver box in Peru. Shortly after, Trinity agents arrive and begin to give chase to Martin and Lara, firing off several gunshots during the pursuit. Martin gets hit in the shoulder by a bullet, but the pair are able to escape to his relative Paolo's home where his wounds are tended to. Martin tells her to go to the Blue Labyrinth before she leaves to reconvene with Jonah. Lara finds Jonah looking for her at the hotel, and tells him they need to make a detour in Colombia to find the labyrinth. Lara and Jonah then meet with their pilot Miguel, and Lara asks him about making a stop in Colombia on their way to Peru, which he agrees to do. After they leave in the plane, Harper has Martin captured and taken to a Trinity compound. There, Harper interrogates the defector, but Martin refuses to tell him where he sent Lara. Harper then brings in Martin's nephew, threatening harm on the child, which forces him to give up the location that Lara is headed to the dig site in Colombia. Afterwards, Harper kills Martin, then sets off to lead Trinity's pursuit of Lara. A day or so later, Miguel lands his plane in Colombia, where Jonah and Lara are introduced to one of the owners of the airship, Davi Santo Almeida. There, they tell Davi that Lara is a student researching the caves, and he agrees to let them use a truck back at his camp. Davi takes them to the camp, where they meet his brother, Gabriel, who doesn't take too kindly to the guests. 
Lara and Jonah are able to talk him down by offering him money to allow their passing through, and afterwards Davy gives them the keys to the truck. The pair then take Miguel back to his plane and grab their equipment. Sometime later, Harper lands at the Santo Almeida airstrip with his Trinity soldiers. Jonah and Lara reach the Blue Labyrinth dig site and Lara enters the tunnels below to investigate. During her exploration, Lara hears a loud animal screech, which scares a colony of bats and she falls deeper into the caverns below. Back at the airship, Gabriel and Davy hold Miguel at gunpoint, informing him that another plane wants to land and they have suspicions he led them there. Davy decides whoever is landing might pay a ransom for Miguel and his crew capture him. Just as they do so, the approaching plane crash lands. The plane's passengers open fire, killing Gabriel and several of his men. Harper then takes Miguel, planning to use him as leverage, as Trinity takes a truck to make their way to the dig site as well. Back in the caves, Lara makes her way deeper and deeper into the labyrinth. She eventually comes across a human skeleton and finds a notebook nearby. Its owner had drawn some crude maps inside, and she uses them to continue exploring, continuing to hear the mysterious animal screech on her way. Outside, the Trinity trucks arrive, forcing Jonah to hide. Harper then calls out and reveals that they have Miguel, exiting the vehicle holding a gun to the pilot's head. He forces whoever is there to show themselves, starting a countdown from 10. Jonah then comes out from hiding and reveals himself to Harper. Harper leaves Jonah with his men outside as he heads into the catacombs to search for Lara. Inside the labyrinth, Lara finds the animal that she had been hearing, a giant, translucent salamander. It runs off, but she soon comes across several more, which act aggressive towards her, but she's able to scare them off and continue on. Meanwhile, Jonah and Miguel are placed together, and Jonah hatches an escape plan. Inside, Harper leads a group of his men through the labyrinth. They split into search groups whilst Harper waits near the entrance should she slip past them. Deep within the labyrinth, Lara finds a giant mural and she takes some photographs of it. Trinity soon catches up to her, but Lara is able to sneak past them. However, she soon falls, making a loud noise and alerting the Trinity squad, who soon attack. She returns fire with her bow, killing one and triggering an explosive trap before escaping from them. Lara continues through the labyrinth, taking more photos of the glyphs on the wall, whilst Trinity agents tactically plan their next encounter. Lara makes her way through the labyrinth's final room, which contains a puzzle that Dominguez was unable to solve. There she finds a Trinity agent camped out waiting for her, and she baits him back into the tunnels, where she is able to trick him into falling into the abyss below. Lara returns to the puzzle room and takes a copious amount of photographs before planning her route out of the labyrinth to avoid Trinity. Outside, Jonah and Miguel enact their escape, and Jonah is able to break free, take their captors' weapons, and kill them. Miguel then offers to help Jonah fight off the reinforcements that are currently on their way. Inside, Lara fights another Trinity operative, and the gunfire causes Harper to leave his position to find them. Meanwhile, the reinforcements arrive, and Jonah and Miguel kill all of them, save for their unarmed pilot, who they spare, allowing him to leave. Lara continues to fight Trinity, engaging in a game of cat and mouse throughout the maze of caverns. Lara eventually stumbles across a passage that Trinity missed in their original search of the labyrinth. There, she photographs some more glyphs that give her the key to solving the puzzle. Shortly afterwards, Lara confronts her pursuers head-on, killing the remaining Trinity operative, leaving only their leader, Harper, alive. Harper tries to goad Lara into surrendering, bluffing that his men are preparing to kill Jonah and Miguel outside. After another short gunfight, Harper retreats towards the surface, and Lara follows. 
She eventually catches up with him and shoots him, causing him to fall off a nearby ledge where he is eaten by the salamanders below. Lara rushes back to the entrance and reunites with Jonah and Miguel. They get back in the truck to return to the airfield and Lara studies the photos and diaries she got in the caverns. They reach Miguel's plane and he takes off towards Peru. In the plane, Lara solves the puzzle, learning that the prophecy of the key and the box states that she who has unleashed the cleansing will witness its culmination, and furthermore that the ultimate sacrifice will be asked and accepted. Lara questions the usefulness of this information while they head towards their next destination. As the plane reaches the Amazon River in Peru, a heavy storm rolls in. Lara and Jonah spot the volcanic mountain in the distance, and Lara asks Miguel to land the plane. However, the storm rages even heavier, and a giant piece of hail smashes through the plane's windshield, pelting Miguel in the skull and knocking him out. The plane then rips apart in air, and Lara passes out. When she awakens, Lara finds herself alone in a piece of the plane's fuselage, stuck in a tree. She falls from the tree, then cuts down her gear, retrieving her radio, where she hears a call from Miguel. She goes looking for him, and while she does find him, he's unfortunately dead, mangled and eaten by a nearby jaguar. The jaguar sets its sights on Lara just before another attacks. Lara fights them in their den, killing one, leaving the other to take its body away, leaving Lara behind. Lara presses on, eventually finding Jonah, who she informs of Miguel's death. Lara digs a parasite out of Jonah's arm before the pair make their way towards the nearby city of Kuwakyaku. On their way, Lara is attacked by the jaguar once again, which injures her back. She is able to kill the jaguar, and her and Jonah take the night to rest and nurse Lara's wound. The next day, the pair come across a Trinity crew, and they quickly take them out, continuing on towards the city. Soon after, they reach Kuwakyaku, where they quickly meet a mechanic named Abby. Jonah and Abby take a liking to each other, and Lara shows Abby some of her photographs. Abby recognizes one of the symbols from a nearby temple, and Lara heads off to find it, leaving Jonah behind to get more acquainted with their new friend. Lara reaches the temple and explores it a bit before she is joined by Jonah. Inside, she finds a panel referring to Ikshel and Chakchel, stating that the twins come together before following the path of the living. Lara uncovers a passageway and travels through it, emerging outside to spot a temple in the distance, being blasted open by Trinity. Lara makes her way through a Trinity base, taking out the agents there, before entering the temple and reaching a large chamber inside with a giant mural depicting a journey beginning inside a jaguar mouth. Abby states that there's a cat-like sculpture back where her and Jonah are, and Lara heads back. On her way, she spots a group of Trinity soldiers afraid of some unknown enemy, and she soon learns what it is, a strange, fast-moving creature that jumps out and immediately kills one of the men. Lara meets with Jonah and Abby at the ruins, and she enters the passageway behind the sculpture of a jaguar. As she does, spikes emerge behind her, blocking off Abby and Jonah. Lara moves forward, leaving them to find a way around. Lara makes her way through the various trials described in the mural of the journey, emerging to find a young boy in Mayan garb caught in some kind of trap. Suddenly, a man, also donned in Mayan garb, rushes towards them, and Lara is forced to kill him with her bow. As she looks at his dead body, she spots the Trinity insignia on his outfit. Lara rushes back to the boy and helps him escape the trap, but more men adorned in the Trinity garb rush in. They're shot down by arrows that pass Lara, and when she turns, she finds another group, whose leader urges her men to take Lara with them as they leave the area. 
They then place a bag over Lara's head and take her to an unknown destination. When they remove the bag, Lara finds herself in a cave, where the boy is being scolded by the leader, revealed to be his mother. Lara speaks with the woman, who reveals that she is currently in Paititi, the hidden city, and when Lara shows her a photo of the destination on the mural of the journey, the serpent with the silver eye, she reveals it is a place of death and sacrifice. The group then bring in Jonah, and they keep him there as the leader, introduced as Unuratu, takes Lara and her son, Etzli, to the serpent's entrance. Etzli gives Lara a change of clothes to better blend in, and the trio make their way through the city. On their way, Unuratu reveals that there's a sect of cultists, those in the Trinity garb, whose leader plans to sacrifice the god Kukukan to save the world and remake it in his image. Lara immediately recognizes these words and looks down at the leader, recognizing him as Dr. Pedro Dominguez, the leader of Trinity himself. Unuratu reveals that Dominguez, real name Amaru, was born in Paititi, and her late husband was his brother. When he died, Amaru became the de facto leader of Paititi, leading his Cult of Kukukan to take over while Unuratu, the rightful queen, was forced into leading a rebellion against the cult, hoping to find the box before them to use it to recharge the sun to prevent the apocalypse instead of remaking the world in its wake. Lara and Unuratu then agree to work together to prevent Amaru from obtaining the box. A fellow rebel then tries to kill Amaru while he has the chance, but Unuratu subdues him, holding him while sending Etsli to lead Lara to the entrance. Lara enters the temple, finding the remains of thousands that the cult have sacrificed over the years. Lara continues on, eventually solving a fire puzzle which reveals a small, silver, serpent-shaped object. Lara figures Trinity must be searching for this, so she takes it before escaping the temple through its irrigation system. Outside, she sees a group of cultists who capture Etsli, and while she tries to stop them, she's outnumbered and forced to flee. She runs from the cult members, making her way back to Unuratu, who she informs of her son's capture. She then shows her the silver serpent, and Unuratu surmises that it must be a key to open the mountain temple, which just so happens to be adjacent to the barracks where the cult are holding Etsli. She then tells Lara about a salt mine she can use to enter the barracks in order to clear a path for the rebels to enter and rescue Etsli. Lara makes her way through the salt mines and takes out the cultists at the barracks. She is then able to open the gate, allowing the rebels to enter and rescue Etsli. As the group leaves, however, Unuratu is captured. Lara tries to help, but Unuratu signals her to continue on to find the box. Lara opens the gate with the serpent key, finding ruins of another temple inside. There she is attacked by the same creatures that killed the Trinity soldiers outside of Paititi. She fights them off, eventually reaching a large, ornate gate depicting Ikshel and Shakshel, protecting the box. She's forced to fight through more of the creatures as she opens the gate, eventually getting it open and entering it. Once inside, she is startled to see several of the creatures behind her, led by a priestess who stops them from following her. The gate then closes once again, separating Lara from the creatures. Lara then inspects the murals on the walls around her, learning that the creatures, called Yashil, protect the box, which Lara determines is why they've been fighting her and Trinity so endlessly. An excited Lara figures this must be where the box is held and heads further in to find a pedestal, but finds the spot the box should be in empty. Suddenly, a foreshock shakes the temple, causing the gate behind her to crumble. There, the Yashil see Lara near the empty pedestal and attack, forcing her to flee as she escapes to find herself back in Paititi. Lara meets back up with Jonah in a cave, and one of the rebels, Uchu, 
explains that Urunatu was taken to a prison by the old temple. Lara comes up with a plan to enter the prison to free her before signaling for attack, and Uchu gives her one of the cultist's outfits, allowing her to enter the temple unhindered. Inside the cultist's stronghold, Lara finds Etsli, who had been running reconnaissance and learned the passphrase to the prison. Lara presents the passphrase to the guards and enters, finding Amaru arguing with Unuratu. She asks him to give up on his god complex and come home to the family to use the box to restore the sun instead of using it to remake the world. He does not bulge, however, stating that they must eliminate the possibility of the outside world finding and destroying Paititi. He instead asks her to join him, promising to let her lead the new world he creates. She declines his offer, instead claiming the rebels will retrieve the box before he can. It is then that Amaru reveals that the box was discovered and taken hundreds of years ago by a missionary and secret Trinity agent named Andres Lopez, and she has been searching her whole life for something she'd never find. Unuratu is taken to her cell, and Lara sneaks in. Lara asks Unuratu about her tattoos, which she saw on the box's pedestal. Unuratu states that one refers to her destiny, the Crimson Fire of Chakchel, while the other refers to her past, Sinchi Chika, the last emperor of Paititi. Lara asks Unuratu to take her to the emperor's tomb, and she agrees. The pair then fight through several cultists, making their way to the tomb. On their way, they reach a temple where Unuratu kills a guard and takes his garb. She then explains a mural inside that explains her prophecy. A great eclipse will come, and when it arrives, the box must be opened and a god must be sacrificed to power the sun. However, the box will tempt her with her greatest desires, but she has prepared herself to resist it. She then states that if her training fails her, the Crimson Fire will guide her and make sure she succeeds. Lara asks what the Crimson Fire is, and she states that it is a powerful force of accountability, recounting the mantra, when the Crimson Fire smokes, seek your mirror. After exiting the temple, Lara and Unuratu reach the upper district of the town, where Amaru kills one of the rebels in another act of ritual sacrifice. The pair continue past him and reach the tomb, where Lara enters while Unuratu stays behind to watch the gate. Inside the tomb, Lara finds a message left by Andres Lopez, stating, The heart of the serpent is in the cup. With yet another clue to the mystery of the box's location, Lara exits the tomb to find Unuratu fighting approaching cultists outside. While she easily handles the cultists, Unuratu is surprisingly shot by Trinity Commander Rourke, Amaru's right-hand man in the organization, and she falls. Rourke runs off, calling in a team to take out Lara. Lara then rushes to Unuratu, who gives her the leader's amulet, asking her to give it to Etsli and stating that he must lead Paititi as the rightful heir to the throne. She then gives Lara one final warning to resist the box's temptation before breathing her last breath. Lara mourns for a moment before more cultists arrive. She fights them off, eventually leaving the area to meet Jonah at the docks, who she informs of Unuratu's death. Soon after, Etsli arrives, and Lara is forced to give him the bad news, handing over the amulet. Etsli then takes the task of burying his mother and leading the rebels in battle, while Jonah and Lara head off on the boat to return to Kuakyaku to regroup and search for the box. On their way down the river, Lara and Jonah are suddenly attacked by a Trinity gunship overhead, which destroys the boat and sends the pair into the waters. Lara washes up on shore and tries to call Jonah on her radio, but gets no response. A Trinity soldier finds her, and she bests him in combat, killing the man. Lara fights her way through Trinity-controlled oil fields, searching for Jonah. After another foreshock, she receives a call from Rourke, who tells her she won't find Jonah, as he's dead. He then taunts Lara, telling her she got another friend killed, and she can come to the refinery to retrieve his body. 
On her way, the gunship arrives once again, joined by a tank. Lara runs as the combined gunfire hits several oil containers, causing massive explosions, which eventually knock Lara into the waters below her. Driven by everything that has happened to her so far, Lara emerges from the waters and grabs a nearby machine gun, using it to lay waste to the Trinity forces and bring down the gunship. The ensuing blast knocks Lara out, and when she awakens, she is surprised and relieved to see Jonah approaching her, thankfully still alive. An overwhelmed Lara nearly gives up due to her frustration, but Jonah talks her through Lopez's riddle, which leads Lara to the nearby mission of San Juan. The pair meet back up with Abby, who takes them to the church. There, Lara learns of a secret crypt, and her and Jonah find it within the nearby library. When they head down inside, they find the final resting place of Lopez, and in his arms, the silver box of each shell. Lara then realizes that all of the clues they had followed to this point were sabotaged by Lopez, who planned to keep the box forever, even in death. Lara takes the box, and the floor immediately crumbles below her, dropping her into a body of water beneath the tomb. Lara swims to safety and emerges to find Jonah captured by Trinity, led by Amaru. Fearing for Jonah's safety, Lara reveals herself and the box to Amaru. She hands him the box in exchange for Jonah's safety. Amaru tells Lara that her father was a friend, but he was forced to order his assassination due to Croft nearly revealing Paititi's location to the public. Suddenly, Jonah tackles his captors and grabs the box, running off while Amaru and Rourke follow him. Lara then follows, fighting Trinity heavies on the way. Lara eventually catches up to them, where she watches Amaru throw Jonah out of a helicopter before he flies away with the box. Abby then arrives and takes Jonah, while Lara leaves to follow the chopper. Suddenly, the volcanic mountain begins to erupt, hitting the chopper. Lara then navigates through the ensuing landslide to follow it, but unfortunately the chopper regains its course and Lara loses it, falling into the surrounding waters. Sometime later, Lara and Jonah return to Etsli in Paititi who prepares the plans for leading an assault on Amaru and his men. The rebels go in one way, while Lara splits up to surprise attack from another. Once inside the Trinity stronghold, Lara spots a plume of red smoke. She remembers Unuratu mentioning the crimson fire that was her destiny, and Lara heads to inspect it. There, Lara finds the Yashil priestess she saw at the box's pedestal. Lara approaches her and realizes that she is the crimson fire, and speaks with her to realize that the priestess represents Chakshel, while Lara represents Ishel, and the pair must work together as the twins to defeat Kuku Khan. The Crimson Fire then hands Lara an ornate headdress, which she dons before the priestess leads her to a pyramid surrounded by the Yashil guardians. Lara and the Yashil then head inside, taking out the Trinity soldiers and vehicles and clearing the way to the temple where Amaru is about to open the box. Inside the temple, Lara demands Amaru hand over the box to its rightful owners, the Yashil, but as the eclipse draws near above them, Amaru runs off, sealing a large entrance behind it. The group are then forced to fight through another onslaught of Trinity forces, including Rourke manning a turret on an armored vehicle, who is soon mauled and killed by the Crimson Fire. Lara finally reaches Amaru at the ceremonial location, and as the eclipse finally arrives, he places the key of Chakchel into the box of Ikshel an act which imbues him with the power of Kuku Khan. Lara then fights through his cultist guards, repeatedly attacking Amaru, which transfers his power to her instead. She delivers a final mortal blow, and in his dying breath, the Trinity leader asks her to protect Paititi, a request she agrees to. As Lara takes the key and becomes overwhelmed by the power of the god, she is tempted by the box, which shows her a vision of a happy childhood with her mother and father surviving. Lara looks at the vision of her parents and gives them one final goodbye, 
resisting the temptation and returning to reality. The Crimson Fire arrives, and Lara remembers Unuratu's story of her destiny, and realizes she must sacrifice herself to restore power to the sun. The Crimson Fire then lays Lara down on a sacrificial altar and lifts the dagger above Lara. As she swings down, she stops inches from her chest as the power of Kuku Khan is absorbed from her body. In the sky, the sun emerges from behind the moon. Two days later, Lara attends Unuratu's funeral and places her mother's bracelet in the dead woman's hands, thanking her for everything. Lara then elects to stay and help Paititi recover. In the following days, Lara meets with several Paititi citizens, helping them with various things to better grow their community. During one expedition, she retrieves the White Breath weapon to return to Paititi, but on the way is dosed with a hallucinogenic toxin which sends her through another horrific vision of her guilt. She first finds herself in Croft Manor, witnessing her final interactions with her father. She is then transported underwater, where she sees the corpses of the friends that she lost on Yamatai. As she tries to escape, she is stopped by the spectre of Anna, who tries to pull her under, but Lara is able to reach the surface. There she finds herself in Cozumel, where she relives the destruction of the cleansing. Finally, she finds herself outside Croft Manor, where she hears Jonah screaming for help, buried alive in one of the nearby graves. Lara digs for Jonah, but instead pulls up a doppelganger of herself. The doppelganger tries to convince Lara to kill herself to prevent more deaths at her hands, but she resists and wakes up from the nightmare. Later, Lara meets a Paititi woman named Korianka, and she informs Lara, Jonah, and Abby that the Yashil had vanished from the area and Lara is asked to find out what happened due to her connection to them. Lara enters an underground series of caverns, finding a shrine honoring Shakik, mother of Ichel, Shakchel, and the Yashil, and the creator of the key and box. Lara makes her way through Shakik's temple, finding some kind of gateway inside with a path of discarded Yashil armor leading up to it. Lara examines the mural in the temple and learns that the Yashil used the gateway to return to the heavens to reunite with their mother due to their earthly duties being completed. Lara then finds a message from the Crimson Fire bidding her farewell. Lara returns to the group and they share a moment of celebration. Jonah and Abby hold each other, stating that everything's great. Korianka then asks Lara if she has any plans for the future and the adventurer simply smiles in response. Sometime later, Lara returns to Croft Manor, adding the silver box to her collection of artifacts from her adventures. As she writes Jonah a letter, her lifelong butler, Winston, arrives with some tea, and Lara gladly accepts it, happy to finally be home. And with that, we complete our journey through the first 25 years of adventure, battle, and raiding tombs. Thankfully, this year will continue this story with a Netflix series, and according to Tomb Raider director Will Kerslake, the team at Crystal Dynamics plans to unify all three of these timelines somehow in the future. Until then, we'll always have Lara Croft's old adventures to revisit as we await our hero's next return. In the meantime, if you fancy brushing up on your Tomb Raider history and in a bit more depth, you can check out my Tomb Raider retrospective series where I cover every mainline game from the very first game in 1996 all the way up to the modern era with Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I've also just launched a mini-series called Torelli Vision, which covers all of the awesomely made custom level content made by the community, so check that out too. 
And you can find all of these videos and more over on my YouTube channel, as well as catch me over on twitch.tv slash steveofwar every Tuesdays and Thursdays. Hey guys, thanks so much for watching this video. If you enjoyed, make sure you leave a like and comment on what you would want to see next. Also, consider supporting on Patreon or becoming a member on YouTube, links in the description, with a huge thanks to those folks on screen now. Another huge thanks goes to Steve of War. Be sure to check out his channel in the description and on screen now. See you next time.